Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is dedicated to Winnie Sue, turning three this week. Time flies. We love you, baby. All by myself. Don't want to zoom all by myself. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, you ready to go? Oh, dude. I, I thought I was going to have to do this. I thought I was going to have to do this alone. I'm glad you're here. Nah, dude, I don't think so, man. I just got done. Um, what? I just got done talking that uh, Mando <laughs> season finale, you know, oh. and and I'm 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 feeling man done. <laughs> I I'm sure you are. That was I'm sure I haven't seen the finale, but I've heard it's quite a finale. Uh, why don't you grab a cup? You know, you know get some Doctor Bean coffee in you. Ah, uh, dude, I don't have I don't I don't I don't have a coffee machine man thing guy, really? dude. I don't have one. So, well, I have been. I haven't seen the finale, but I saw. I saw Star Wars Weathertop, and I observed mm. a little green guy doing something. I'm gonna try. Let yeah. me see if this works. Let's just see if this works. All right. Okay. All right. Sure. Here we go. All right. You gotta be kidding me! Oh my! That worked. You are strong in the ways of the <laughs> force. Uh, let me try this here real quick. Hopefully, it made the the jump to light speed. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's a little cold. Honestly, coming up, uh, you know. Okay. But I, yeah. that's we'll work on that. Um, Space is cold. It's woo, very very cold. I get that. Uh, wow, this is good though. Just think of what it can make me do. As in, yeah. get juiced for this episode. Yeah, baby. Right? Uh, go get some of your own at drbeancoffeecompany.com. It is the only roost. <laughs> it is the only roast. Sorry, that force. That force. It took everything out of me. It took a lot out of me. It's the only roast for the brave and 
toast? I don't know. Uh, could you pass the cup you're back? Start, you're starting to sound like me, my good friend. You're starting you to sound like back? me. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, da, da, da. Wow. All you have to do is sing the Star Wars theme and it comes through. And it's warm. That's awesome. Wow. That wow. wow, that was all me. That was all me. So That was all you. You heated it back up. Oh, uh, dude, I think I'm what I should hear yeah what I am losing you. Seriously, you're faking a breakup? Oh, sorry. <laughs> get that coffee in you let's podcast it's time to go dr bean coffee company gets you ready to go go get some now you can podcast like a rock star we're walking in the air we're floating in People far below are sleeping as we fly. I'm holding very tight. I'm riding in the midnight blue. I'm finding I can fly so high above with you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. This week, we find ourselves in a strange stay. Was that a werebear? Did you hear a <laughs> neigh? Is that a dog serving food from a tray? How's it standing that way <laughs> as we enter into the house of Bjorn in chapter seven, Queer Lodgings? That is honestly one of the best intros you have yes. ever written for me. I am. I'm not sipping on mead, which would be very fitting. Yeah. yeah. But I'm cracking open something. And this is going to be a better visual Come on. Uh, uh, illusion than it is a, an audio, but. See how big this thing is? Holy smokes. Write the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. So if uh, so, in the house of Bayorn, in some behind the scenes, Martin Freeman is sitting in one of the chairs. He's very small, obviously. The ch- or, well, he's, he's a human. The chairs are oversized. The mugs are oversized. The cans of beer would be oversized. And he makes an allusion to a skit from Little Britain. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, la 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 la. So any of our listeners over the pond or uh, uppers who might like the show Little Britain will will get that one. This, my friend, is a crowler, okay. which is a can. It's a can growler, and I want to give a huge shout out since we're getting ready for Christmas time. Very special. I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking mead, but dude, this stuff right here from Double Edge Brewery wow. is cr- it's Christmas cookie. It's a Christmas cookie beer. And as I I thought it was a I thought it was a sham. It tastes just like Christmas cookie. So we're here together. We're getting ready for the holidays. It's yeah. Winnie's birthday tomorrow. Yeah. God, I love her. 
It's just, it's good time. We're coming up on three years of podcasting in yeah. Middle Earth. Yeah. It's good times, man. It's just like, it, it do, but it does feel kind of queer, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels it kind of strange. We were just talking about how weird, yep. it, you were saying how weird it feels that you've only known Winnie three years, that we've only been doing this. Yeah. It seems longer in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, it really we're, does. We're, I, we're living in a strange, in a strange, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's wild. It's wild to think about all that's transpired in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it really is. And um yeah, it just, it just nothing seems right. I mean, it's kind of it's it's well, I call it a little bit queer that we're honestly podcasting from afar. We, we are, are we're back. Yep. We are back to the Zoom call. So if things sound a little yep. bit different or things are a little a little uh awkward or delayed or whatever, um look, that's that is what we're awkward guys, you know. <laughs> you get awkward, so uh, <laughs> we are awkward guys. That is so true. People know that. Uh, yeah, so so we're doing this over Zoom. It's it's so crazy because I can. See, I love that we have the visual though because I can see. Actually, when I look at Lane, I totally. He probably it's feels the same really, for you. Yeah, he probably feels really off put. Uh, first of all, because my whole shot's whopper jaw, and I'll explain that in a second. Um, <laughs> I had to improv real quick, real fast. Um, so yeah, but his shot looks the same to me. <laughs> I'm used to seeing that backdrop. Well, your uh, backdrop is different, but your head's about in the same place. Cause I've got you on that the- word for a second. Backdrop. Go ahead. Backdrop. <laughs> talking about, are you talking about your LBPT again? <laughs> Times it falls right out the back of my shirt. Oh man. No matter how much Dude, I, you, I, you know, Bayorn has a lower you know back ponytail. Does. A hundred percent. That's the bear that that's the bear that don't that don't transform. That stays the same that's whether the same. he's a man or he's a bear. That's right. <laughs> oh, Bayor, dude. Oh my gosh. No, this yeah. Was, so we're yeah. 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 We're no we're we're back to uh back to doing it remotely. We you know, things are um <clears throat> here in Ohio, man, and I'm sure probably where you are too, uh it is uh stuff's just kind of Spreading like crazy, and we thought to ourselves uh, to help keep everybody safe and uh, you know protect our loved ones. Uh, you know, for a long time, I think we thought like we'll we'll be in school, both of us will be teaching, so whatever one of us is going to get, the other one's going to get. And then we realized, like, you know, f- I don't know, within the last month, we're like, it, it just because we're in schools doesn't mean they're the same schools. And us probably seeing each other might not even be the wisest thing right now either. So we yeah. just thought, you know, on the on, to err on the side of caution and safety, and that we can we can still podcast this way. It's not like it's not my favorite way to do it, but no, it's yeah. uh, honestly it's kind of it's sort of like bringing back memories now because anytime we do this, it's usually for YouTube videos for the yep. show or like way back when we first we filled that gap in Return of the King where we did like yep. four or five episodes this way. So honestly, I I first. And that's actually why we're a week later, and and we were supposed to be doing this episode with Kurt Jones as well. Yeah. You know, last last episode it was um we were supposed to be with Max in paragraphs. This right. week we were supposed to have Kurt Jones up here in the Shire. And next week we were going to have, or next episode we were going to have Joe Lewis out. And so yeah, it's just changed things. It's changed things, but it's nice that we can do it this way. And honestly, dude, the biggest thing I reached out to Kurt. All right, I don't yeah. think Kurt will mind me talking about this because. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love Kurt Jones? And I was oh. just like, dude, I was like, Kurt, here's what's going on, man. I was like, uh, you know, because you, you always gauge people like how, 
worried they are, how cautious they are. That's like, right. You know, you yeah. don't want to assume anything, but at the same time, you don't want to offend anybody. So you're like, hey, man, I was like, what, you know, how, how are you feeling? And, and we ended up having this conversation. And I was like, are you more looking forward to this chapter or were you just wanting to hang out with us? And I always, I always like in the back of my mind think, yeah, yeah I'm sure that our friends would, would enjoy hanging out with us, but it's probably yeah. more about, you know, qu- you know, queer lodgings for yeah, yeah. for Kurt. It's probably yeah. more about flies and spiders for, for Joe. It was probably uh, more about whatever last chapter was for Max, you know, climbing but, out of the mountain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But, uh, Kurt's like, honestly, man, I just, I was looking forward to spending time with y'all. Yeah. And that's why I love that guy. And, and it just, I was like, wow, dude, it just, and that's what you hope to hear guy. back, but you don't want to assume like, you know, I don't want to assume that Kurt's I looking know. forward to seeing us that much. Because I, I'm looking forward to seeing him, but I don't want to assume that of him, you know, towards us. I've been talking about it for months. You and I have been talking about it for I months. Know. I know. Like, like just to see him again and to hear his voice and get to talk to him in person, uh, you know, was, was something we were really highly anticipating. But just to hear that, that it's like, man, it's more about just seeing you guys. I was like, wow. Yeah. I said, so how, how, about, um, how about this? How about we postpone it to later in the book when hopefully in the spring or summer or whatever things are, are more manageable and it's not as as uh risky to get together and he said hey man that sounds good to me so anyway yeah. huge shout out to kurt uh yeah. huge shout out to max and also to joe for being flexible mike charles is also going to be coming on right. um a chapter and um they they i i mean honestly i because i asked i said would you want to come on zoom and they're like we'd rather just you know hang out in person so yeah you're right huge yeah. shout out to them for being flexible and also just um you know understanding and everything but man i can't wait to that is the one bummer, you know, because we were we were looking forward to holiday time, having these people over to our house, spending yeah. time with them and talking Tolkien. But, you know, it'll it's just one more thing, I guess, to to look forward to when things are a little more um, safe. So, well, look, man, here's the thing. Um, look, Merkwood is just it, I see it. All right. We're about to enter it. We, we've been driving toward we've been. <laughs> Lane, sometimes I hesitate and I drop something and Lane goes, Ez has no idea where he's going with that thought. And I actually did. I just was trying to think of the word, the name Merkwood for a split second. (laughs) I almost said Misty Mountains. I said, we're way past those. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, But uh, anyways, Uh, I was trying to tie it back into real life, which is you you see those. We have a ways to go. We get through. But don't worry, friends. We're going to get on the other side of that. Uh, We'll see the Lonely Mountain. That's a great comparison. I mean, honestly, because you think about it, I was thinking about this chapter. The two main things, not a lot happens in this chapter, Mm -hmm. right? I guess you could say, except we get to explore a a wild character in Bayorn. And we come to the realization that Gandalf is not on this. Adv- he's made a- allusions in the past to it, but he's for real. This is not his quest. He's got he's, other no, business. No. And we yeah. maybe I'll see you again. Maybe I won't. And that's a scary realization for you know even even the staunchest of dwarves. And so yeah, that is kind of a and, and they're about to head into a very dark place. That if you were they're warned several times to to stay on the path, and if they don't, they'll probably never be seen again. Yeah, that's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a similar, 
uh, situation that we find ourselves in, I think. Well, isn't of. that the thing? Let's not even just talk about Corona. This let's, tastes let's, so much. I think there's Christmas hey, cookies like in the bottom of this. Dude. Well, I'm honestly. I, I wish you could taste this, but it would kick well, you out of ketosis. Just yeah, well, it. something's wrong right now because I feel like I'm swelling up a little bit because I something's coming through these ears and it's seeping down into my beard, Come which I'm down. then. Every time I lick, I, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling like a little cookie, and I don't know if that's coming from the ear. I, you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. Weird things yeah. are happening here on the audio. Yeah. Um, Queer well, recordings. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, <laughs> could not have picked a better chapter to start off on this, on this whole, uh, this whole setup. So this is this is great. Oh, it's great. <laughs> let me let me just explain. If if folks are wondering why Ez sounds a little fuzzy, um, and why if you're also if you're if you're looking at the visual and you're wondering. What? Why is Ez's shot so jacked up? Let me explain this real quick. I told Lane I would do this, and I think he's really nervous. I think he's really pitting out right now as to what I'm going to say. By pitting out, I mean like his his pits, yeah, armpits are profusely sweating. Because, you know, yeah, this is a one of those crazy asides, man. But I made a switch recently in the armpit department. Yeah. Remind me to tell you off air because yeah, yeah. it's changed my life, Ez. Well, I think you've actually told me. Uh, I, I told you about this. Oh, dude, let me tell you right oh, now. Okay, that's cool. Wow, that's I, nice. I know about all. Way to natural. embarrass me. Way to embarrass me all, on all natural products. Okay, all right. That's not embarrassing. So the, the reason I'm pitting out. Yeah. The reason you're pitting out is because I'm going to tell you this story. So the reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I was talking Mando as we said in the commercial, and yeah. I was talking about the season finale, and I'm going to try to get Lane's thoughts on that soon. I'm going to definitely get him on the seeing stone. I want to talk to him about a, a can, few can things. We, can we also just say how cool it is that, like, Star Wars has a weather top now? Oh, that's what I was going to talk That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Star Wars has a weather top, right there's, down to the ring wraiths. Yep, there's one more thing. I want, like, when you watch the season finale, you're going to be like, yep, I know it has one. I more that yeah when you think lord of the rings and really the, yep you're gonna think of one more thing possibly maybe if not i'll surprise Crap. you with it and it's gonna be great but okay. um yeah anyway so we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about that so i was i was watching um watch that i had my last day of uh school we're gonna have winter break we're going on that yeah. um yeah. so that'll be fun but i came back here and yeah so over quarantine over quarantine I I want I want I want to tell folks first of all thank you to everyone who who <laughs> Lane is so nervous right now thank you to everyone who sent me a message um, whether it be on Instagram uh, Twitter um, Facebook wherever it may be you can all you can you can follow me at Wamprat underscore two M I love hearing from you guys I do enjoy conversing but at the same time after quarantine after once I got back into school I had to yeah. de- detox a little from social media. Come yeah. back to it. And I realized it's okay to do that. I realized it's okay to like step away for a little bit and then come back. And, and I have my own reasons for going back and going away and things like that. But honestly, I was shocked at how good that it felt to kind of do that and to make a change in your life and not just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Sometimes you got to mix it up. Mm. Just like in your workout mm. routine or whatever you're doing, uh, sometimes it's good to, to guess, I guess, mix that up. I, I don't mm. know. That's just where I'm at. But yes. Um, so the other thing was, though, over quarantine, I actually, as was living this secret life of mm. going to comedy shows on <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> I was going to Zoom comedy shows and met a friend. And so this friend hit me up to, uh, tonight and said, like, hey, I'm hosting this thing. And I was like, oh, sure. 
Sure, I'll pop in there. No problem. And I'm embarrassed to say I would sh I would turn the camera. But this stack of white claws sitting over here will tell you how fun, <laughs> how much fun I had at that comedy show, man. It probably, like, it was such a good time because, like, it, you, you, you think about quarantine. It's such a weird time for us, right? It's such a weird time. Yeah. I actually legitimately made friends over during that time period. I kind of, like, disconnected mm. from any group that I knew, right? Like, no podcasting group, no whatever. Yeah. This is a group of people that have no idea that I run a podcast. They have no idea who yeah. I am. They don't even know that I'm a teacher. They don't like, know you're famous, right? They, is that what you're getting well, at? No, no. Well, I yeah, mean, that's know. it. Come on. That's what, it. Dave calls the emperor of podcasting. I don't call it that. Um, so hold on. So this is kind of like guy. this, these Zoom. These, wow. The Christmas cookies going right through me. It's going right through you. The, these Zoom comedy clubs are kind of like your celebrity sunglasses. That's well, what they are. I guess so. I guess so. Maybe. They are. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but it's fantastic. And they're honestly hilarious. because they're, awesome, they're dude. They're comedians, though, who are, like, legit really good, and they don't have anywhere mm. to go to go perform. And all, the, I, all the clubs it, are shut down, man. All well, the it, comedy clubs are shut down. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think about, like, I love running our podcast. I love doing YouTube and things like that. And I really appreciate every single person who who supports us on Patreon and helps yeah. us out. Yeah. Like, I cannot thank you guys enough. Lane and I... Like, well, like it just makes, God, we sent out the gift packages. I'm so happy about that. I was thrilled. Like yeah. I'm, I'm pumped about the zoom chats that we do. It's so much fun. And it's just such a cool thing. We're blessed to be able to do that. So I was like, you know what? These guys are out here. They can't go to the bar. So I'm going to yeah. go in here to these zoom chats. And I met all these comedians who are now think I'm like, cause I, I'm a good laugher. Just, yeah. Sorry to brag a little bit, but like, you're a great audience. I, I can, like laughing. I can attest to that. I like yeah. laughing at stuff. And yeah. so, they were like, and I didn't know that was a skill, but they were like, please, <laughs> oh, yeah. they were like, please come back because like you sit and zoom things and you just like do this, like laugh and like <laughs> you don't stop laughing. I'm like, well, I thought that's what you're, you're funny. <laughs> you're funny. And they're like, well, not everybody thinks we are. <laughs> and, and like, so then I'm realizing I just kind of laugh at everything. I'm just a guy who laughs at everything and that's fine. Oh. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, no, sorry. I only laugh at Lane when he's actually I was going to say, wow, I'm which now is all questioning my which my is actual, all my actual level of humor there. That's, that's, that's a humbling experience. Oh, so. back, back, back to your white claws, though. Like, I think we were definitely having a Gandalf and Bayorn moment where yeah. you were, you were yeah. like, I was like, you're, you're one, two. Or you call, you call two, one. Oh, uh, you call true. five, a few. Uh, that's true. Like the cans just kept coming, dude. I was like, hey, all Lane right. didn't believe me. Now, he didn't believe now me. what is what is the real number here? Yeah, I know. I know. And just in That's case awesome, anybody, man. in case anybody does check on the show, um, and you guys watch the visual here, and you notice that I'm a little bit more pale than I normally am, it's just the white light. It's not the fact that I almost <laughs> tore off a fingernail and bled out over here uh, trying to open a can. That is recorded, though. We have that recorded. I do. So I we did could record that. Yeah. Be a nice little uh, cold opening. Hey, yeah. um, do you want to shout out any of these comedians? Plug any of these com comedians, or like, can can anyone go to these zooms? Yeah, honestly, and I can leave yeah. like a link to some of that in the, in the description yeah, because that'd be great. Yeah, share like, the love. Like there are some really cool um, things that you can do. Okay, ironically, I, I this is no joke. I, ironically, I was in there today, and my friend uh, she messaged me and she said, "Hey, I would just be nice. I don't know who's going to be in the Zoom chat. It'd be nice to see yeah. your face. It'd be nice for you to pop in there and laugh if you can. No one else can make it. Can you make it?" And it was at eight o'clock, and I was like, "Well, Lane and I are getting on around nine thirty. It's typically." You know, I'll just see. I'll, I'll see how, how long this goes, and, and I'll pop in. So I pop in there, 
And lo and behold, so people all around the country are trying to do what we're trying to do, which is like, okay, we've we're the vaccine's coming. We're getting close yeah. to it. So let's just calm down a second. Let's just chill out and try to like if there was ever a time to really say, all right, let's just be good about this. Like at school, I know for a fact, like we've been told, like, you know, look, you've been cleaning desks this whole time. Don't stop yeah. now. Like, yeah. God, for God's sake, don't stop now. Just keep doing it. And we're almost there. Yeah. So I get in there. There are like 25 teachers from Wisconsin in this chat <laughs> that sh- that my friend didn't know, that nobody else knew. We get in there. There are teachers who literally just said, we want to do something as a group. We had, they, had, they just picked some random event that they found online. That they is t- crazy. They went to like Bright Event or Event Bright or whatever it's called. Like it's the ticket thing. You can like search events okay. in your air, you know, area know. or yeah. I don't know. Uh, and they found their event got on there and they started supporting these comedians and they're like, raise your hand if you're a teacher. And I was just like, I didn't know they were all teachers. And I like go to raise my hand and I'm like, Oh shoot, there's 30 people in here. Am I in, am I in the wrong spot? Like what's going on? Do you is think this it was some, a PD or something? I was like professional development's <laughs> taking place. Oh, I was like, that got it. I don't have a notepad or anything. I'm, it was like a nightmare. You know, you woke up, you're like, Do I Oh get crap. Credit for a dish I didn't, I don't, am I getting CEOs or <laughs> CEUs? What are they called? Wow. I'm really yeah. gone. I'm gone. It's so something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Some hours. So, anyways, I, it was really cool though, and I, I was like, "This is this is neat." And they uh, they started messaging me in in Zoom, and it was just kind of funny. And so I was like, "Well, let's have fun with this." I'm, I'm in for the long haul. And I sat down. And I met some teachers. Um, this one guy was just like, it was hilarious. He we were talking about English and what you teach, and and talking about the books we read at the high school level versus the middle school level. The whole time we're doing this while a comedy show is going on, and it was just it was a lot That's of fun. Awesome, dude. Yeah, it was, it was different. It was a mix-up, and it's a guy I'll probably never see again in my life, but you know, it reminded me of going to, like, a concert or going Convention to... or something. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, running across that person, having a genuinely good conversation and saying, all right, I'll, I, that was fun. I'll remember that, and odds are, that's that. You know, I'll never see that guy yeah. again, but it was yeah. cool. It was really good and memorable, so... Yeah. You know. That's awesome, dude. That's, I know. I just wanted to share how, that, you know, for yeah. people, so... Yeah. But it's amazing how technology has, you know, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> human beings are definitely uh, creative and in, ingenious little creatures, aren't we? Like we find ways to make the best of situations that, uh, you know, could be pretty crummy and, and, pr- and are still most yeah. of the time. But we find ways around it. We adapt and we overcome. And uh, yeah, things like that. You know, just just bringing laughter, having conversations, and when those you know would be much harder to have in any other any other uh, capacity right now. So, yeah, but you're doing yeah. good, man. Like, yeah, man, I'm honestly good. doing good. I feel good. Um, I have to I have one more thing to do. I'm I'm gonna I still proctor the ACT, so I'm giving that yeah. bad boy and Got and, that and, and a couple yep, extra hundred bucks, baby, in the paco. Yeah, I like that. I like giving the old the, the awesome. ACT. I wish there it's was good, equivalent it's good stuff. of that for elementary because I'd probably it'd be a nice way to make a couple of bucks. It, you know what I mean? Like it is awesome. crazy. I, I always feel bad when I when I proctor the ACT because it's the one time as a teacher I'm sitting there going like I feel like that teacher in the movie who has the newspaper and it's just <laughs> yeah. like let me know when you guys are done. Like it's let me know step when you're up from Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's I'm yeah. like uh, I feel kind of <laughs> like I shouldn't be getting paid for this, but okay, all right, I'll do it. Um, no, Dad. What about you? Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Hey, are you guys doing okay over there? Yeah, dude, I, I yeah. feel um, it's awkward. I haven't had a chance to come over there and, you know, say hey. Why and, is it? And if it's awkward, it's only I awkward just, for you. I just we just wanted, miss you. 
We miss, I miss you, man. you too, I mean, man. That was part. So part of the reason we are, I, I think I already talked about this. This Christmas cookie is half a can of this is this is 32 ounces. Watch out now. This is going to turn into the Brewmaster this episode if we're not careful. Lord, I know. Ben, where are you, buddy? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, people are, Actually, people are think, hoping that ben, ben doesn't come back. Ben but we're going to have bring this. him back. <laughs> Ben's going to be back. Ben would, ben would love, uh, love this beer. Anyway, uh, yes, um, things are wonderful. Uh, you Good. know, f- on Christmas break, I actually, I legit, I got done with my final Zoom today, and I yelled. I and I'm in my own little room. It's a, fo- it's a, it's the old teacher, one of the old teacher lounges that has like a, there's like an actual microwave and mini fridge and freezer in my classroom. So no one's, no one's ever there. I don't see anybody all day long. Unless I get out and, and when I go to recess studio, I see people. But so it's a very isolating. It's been a very isolating year. And legit, it felt like an accomplishment just to make it to Christmas break. It, it felt like an accomplishment. And, yeah. um, you know, like our community has not been immune to what's going on with the spread and the coronavirus. So, you know, yeah. there are people, teachers and kids who have gotten sick and have been out and. So it's there, you know. what I mean, it's like it's there, and it's one of those right. things you think about. Like it's you go every day to a play. I'm I can't. I'm not working from home. I'm I'm in my I'm in my school, even though my students aren't aren't with me in person. Yeah. I'm still there, and yep. um, but just also just the mental drain of teaching on Zoom all day with you know a class of 25, 26 kids that you have to mute because can you imagine if you didn't just the background oh, noise and yeah no. and talking mm-hmm. so. When I teach a lesson, it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes straight of me just talking and interacting with chat and through like raising hands and unmuting one at a time. But it's just so different. You got to bring a different energy to the point where in between Zooms, you're like recovering. You have to do something mindless because it just takes more out of you than a normal lesson would. Yeah. So I got we got done with the final Zoom and I, I think I screamed out like, why well, text Sarah? I can't remember. I was like, Yeah made it baby like i just screamed out like made it to christmas break it just feels yeah. like an accomplishment I, I i don't know i know it sounds ridiculous but it, it feels like uh it feels like okay all right every milestone this year it feels so much bigger because you're hoping that i hope like next year is back to normal yeah and the year after that is back to normal and i know i know you know there are aspects of this year that have been easier but i don't know it's just i i feel like uh Things that should be simple are so much more difficult than they should be. Yes. Well, I so saw I raised. Yes, yes I, Mr. I, Kirk, go ahead. I, raise I, your hand. I raised my hand there. Let uh, me unmute you, buddy. Okay. Let me. All right, let, go ahead. And, and I know, I know, folks already know this, and Kurt knows this. Uh, Kurt Jones knows this with his with his children, and and and, and a lot of folks out there um, un- understand this. So my niece, man, I thought about like her age, and I thought about the kids that you and Sarah are teaching online. And the, like the click to raise your hand and the unmute yourself and the, the technical things you have to do just in that for little kids. Now, my niece yeah. is in kindergarten, but still, I can't imagine. And some of the stuff we've had to do online with her, I'm like, it actually does break my heart, man. It, t- it totally like it is not what is good for kids. It's not it, it, it's, it totally sucks. And I wish it weren't that that way. Like it, it hurts. And I to- like I see it. And I go home to my niece and I literally, she wants me and she's totally cool with letting me like teach her like numbers and counting and yeah. teaching her letters. And it's like, 
Uh, and I know all those parents are out there doing that extra stuff. And, and I, God bless them. And God bless you for doing Because, dude, I just cannot imagine, man. Like, I do I do hybrid. So I'm, I'm, I have mm-hmm. kids who come into my room and kids who are on Zoom as well. And, wow, the difference, the drain that I feel, I am like, I just so wish those kids were in here and I could hand them a piece of paper and we could work on stuff and do note cards. It, the whole te- the whole barrier, it's just it's a whole other thing, man. So I, I, think, I think, you know, don't you think too? Like as teachers, you <clears throat> even if you feel like garbage in a day, you can have those moments where like the aha moments where kids get something, or you you feel like you actually made progress on something with a, a one student, a group of students, an entire class, and it just it like fires you up, dude. Like that's the reason we became teachers. Yeah, it fires you up, and I'm I'm. In this model, I'm missing those experiences. I don't know if it's impossible, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet. And 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 the motivation and the drive to figure out how to do it is is it's small. So it is it is kind of a it feels it feels nice to be on break. It feels like it is actually an accomplishment that I've made it without losing my mind. Yep. And it's um uh, you know we're really excited for break for Christmas. Uh, Winnie's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, three <sighs> years old. We had a party at my mom and dad's. Um, tonight, uh, my mom, uh, watches the girls and, and my, my niece as well, my sister Hillary and, uh, my brother-in-law Darrell's daughter. And so she watches all the girls. So they're, you know, we, we see them every day anyway. So we figured yeah. we could have, have a little oh, party. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so mom made, ma- Winnie is obsessed with the snowy day by Ezra Jack Keats. There's a, there's a prime, um, uh, like animated version now and she watches it and is obsessed with peter and the snowballs and the the snowy day and the mac and cheese and going to nana's house and it's so cool it's like you know it's very true to the book but it's a really short picture book so they elaborate on it but she she's like she'll watch it with the book and she'll go that's not in why is nana not in the book daddy why is nana not in the book like yeah. having these kind, your three year old having these kind. I'm wow. like, this girl is already like five grades ahead of me. She'll she's she's nuts. She's nuts. So anyway, we we so uh, my mom made mac and cheese because it's Granny making mac and cheese, you know, and it's something that happens in this movie. Um, she got su- like such thoughtful, wonderful presents. I told you she got these these gifts, and she was just literally like, like Winnie is not. It doesn't. There's, it's rare when she can't process stuff. She's very quick at processing and just yeah. rolling with things. And she was overwhelmed with like, like everyone nailed the gifts, and she was just sitting there holding them, just like, oh. that, <laughs> yeah. Like, wanted, what do I do? She wanted to, she wanted to sleep with all of them, and and like this is the first. I mean, I th- parents out there, you can relate if you've got kids who are who've hit this like this age where they like part like birthdays and holidays become meaningful. And to this point, they've they haven't really been like Winnie didn't really understand it fully last year. It was it was still like she was still baby enough, but she's old enough now that it's like she was anticipating her birthday. We've been counting down for like like a month um, all week. It was her birthday week. Yeah, uh, she was looking forward to this party. She's looking forward to Christmas. Uh, Charlotte's getting a little bit of that. Not 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 as much as Winnie yet. Next year will be Charlotte's like big, yeah, uh, you know, realization of all that stuff. So it's just I don't know. All that to say, it's just so magical to enter this time with that excitement. I haven't had that for a yeah. long, long time, dude. And yeah. then just to to try and like find meaningful gifts for her that will um, 
and and Charlotte and I mean Ruth 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 is so chill. She it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it could be Christmas or we could be in a world war and she'd just be sitting here like this. Uh huh. Yep. She's the yep. chillest baby ever. Like even for a baby, she's just like whatever, guys. I'm sure I'm good. Like do I'm what rolling. you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to break. I'm looking forward to you know doing our anniversary episode and yeah, uh, yeah man. Just I, I ordered a couple books. I actually this is if you want full. Uh, full insight to my life right now i ordered the message okay which is like a, a version a modern language version of the bible because i yeah. thought i wanted to give that a shot and i actually ordered this would be great for nicole whitaker um uh because she was the one who told me about this series i ordered the gunslinger so the dark tower series oh which yeah is yes. king's homage to lord of the rings so i'm going to try and read that over over the next couple weeks and i'm i i'm actually uh, writing again as uh i'm back in um writing the fairy tale and i'm feeling very inspired and uh so that's awesome uh trying to get that done for the girls before they're 30 you know uh so it's not for the grandkids it's for you know them actually (laughs) uh but yeah no i I, i'm loving it man i'm excited to be here i'm glad we're doing it this way and and uh continuing to crank on and there's actually a, a a tolkien story about this later but you know, we, we, we had a, if I can be frank, we had a conversation and I was just like, dude, what, you know what? I was like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. I was like, guys, what's the point, man? And I, I've had times where I felt very low myself. Yep. And I'm like, what, what? Like, who cares? Record yep. or not, who cares? Yep. And we've gotten some uh, letters recently from people who have really shown me that if we provide nothing else than a couple of laughs or a little bit of an escape, um, that it does mean something to, to at least a few people, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that is enough. Yeah. That's enough for me to, yeah. You know what? Stay up late one night, every couple of weeks, be yep. exhausted. That Like all that is worth it. When I hear yeah. people's stories, I think, if we're if we're any kind of part of that in a small way and we can help by yeah. just continuing doing what we enjoy doing anyway um it's an honor man it's an honor it really yeah, is an honor so is. i'm glad that i'm glad that we're doing it this way yeah i'm um, with you man i'm with you 100% yeah. yeah all right uh longest quick counsel ever uh i love it dropping eaves dropping eaves we are getting into uh we're going to be uh, recording a whole slew of videos um uh, uh, our most recent one is Ezra's White Claws, uh, but there there is a whole new batch of actors and actresses that have been cast. Yeah, um, another like I want to say twenty. Um, so if you go to Loderon Prime on Instagram, uh, there are like legit uh, I think maybe twenty headshots uh, yep. and a list of names of new actors and actresses that have been cast. My guess is therefore. Uh, they're going to be featured prominently in season two because I, I I I haven't heard much, man. There's not they are keeping this thing. The lid is on tight, and that's the way I like it. Right. Um. So uh, we're going to speculate as much as we can now. Uh. There is there is there was one announcement from this last batch that has me really really excited. Peter Mullen, who is from, I first remember seeing him in, in, in Braveheart. Uh. He utters the famous line. All right, lads, I'm not dying for these bastards. Yeah, yeah. And then off they go. 
And then you see him again later in the movie. But he is also, uh, my favorite film he's in is On a Clear Day. Um, and he's in that with Billy Boyd, actually. It's a, it's a beautiful movie about a, a man who swims the English Channel. Uh, right. He's laid off and then sets this goal for himself to swim the English. And there's all this sub, sub story with his son. Um, and a son he lost, actually. And then he was also in Top of the Lake, which is... Uh, it was a mini series that was um, set in New Zealand, filmed in New Zealand, and David Wenham was in that as well. Uh, so Peter Mullen is is he's one of those guys you recognize his face, you recognize his voice, you you wouldn't know his name, but the fact that he's in this show, I'm I'm, I'm beside myself. Like I am, I'm, that's probably the most exciting announcement I've heard so far because this dude, whatever he's in, he elevates it. He's he's a fantastic actor. He can play. Uh, a really, really good guy, a really, really bad guy, or anything in between. Right. Um, he is one of those dudes. I have to show you Top of the Lake, and specifically his performance at Top of the Lake, because he is so compelling to watch. And I just think if he is the, because st- he's the only one I've really seen in yeah. in any kind of length of all the actors and actresses that have been cast. If he's any indication of the standard that they're setting for their actors and actresses. Bro, we're going to be blown away. So more, we're going to be speculating about that. We even have some, you know, obviously we're going to continue with uh, the first crop of casting who we think, you know, these actors and actresses are going to are You gonna blew play. me away. So we'll, I we, mean, you uh, blew me away. Our next one that will be coming out will probably be Emma Horvath. Yeah. Uh, I've got a theory about her. I know Ez is going to have a couple theories and um, about her character or who she's going to be playing. And then we'll talk about the new actors. We'll, we'll talk about uh, uh, progress with the show, what what we think is going to happen. So all that coming on YouTube. We'll be quoting uh, our sources too, just so you guys know. Yeah, we, the professor and the clickbaiters and the, Tom Shipley. In other cor- <laughs> Did I go too far? I love it. Cheers to all of them. Cheers, Cheers guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And merry, merry Christmas. And merry Pippin. Um in other corners of Middle Earth, so I want to give a huge shout out to the Amanda Post Office, yeah. the true Bywater Post. Uh, Sierra and Lois and all of those wonderful workers at the Amanda Post Office, if you are a patron and you got your care package, it's because they were busting their butts. Uh, I went in with the intention of, and we had, we had uh, what I have, like 50-some packages to send Jeez. out as? Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I that. think it was like 50 to 60, I want to say. Yeah, it was and a lot. I went, I was like, dude, I'm going to have to, and our post office opens like before, opens after we get to work, so we're already into Lancaster, and closes before we get home. So I was like, geez, I'm going to have to spread this out on Saturdays, or go into Lancaster. And the Lancaster post office, not so nice. No, the they, would, there, they, would, they would have been pissed. Yeah. Oh, they are grumpy sure. as crap. So I went into Amanda with a few packages. I'm like, I'm going to have to do this. It's going to be like February before everyone gets their package. I'm going to go with five at a time, whatever. I went in with five and I said, I have like, and it was great. I was like, wow, this is, this was pretty easy. I was like, I have like 55 more of these. Could, should I, should I just, you know, spread them out and go to Lancaster? Should I bring a few in here at a time? And, and, and Sierra said, just bring them all in now. I was like, what? Like like today? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. We don't mind. She was like, don't take them to Lancaster. I was like, I, well, they're really grumpy there. She's like, I know. Don't take them. I said, okay. All right. I'll be back in. 
I planned on going back in the afternoon. I went and got the rest of them, came right back, got them all done before lunchtime. They, they, it literally took only 40 minutes to get all those packages yep. processed with like five or six international, which take about a five, five minutes a piece. Yep. They were fantastic. So a huge shout out to them. If you got your stuff or when you get your stuff, uh, give a huge uh, thanks to them. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, something that's happening that I didn't even know was happening uh, until Sarah drew my attention to it. There, Goldberry, man, her ears are to the ground. Yeah. Especially since I'm not on social media now. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm truly a hobbit. Um, there are going to be 4K uh, versions of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit that are being released. Um, Peter Jackson has been working hard to... It's really, really interesting. There's actually some really cool videos I have um, tagged in in the doc that you should, you should check out. Yeah. He talks about the process of going back and... Um, so the, the, the reassuring thing is that these aren't, there's, there's no new special effects or anything like that. I know a lot of, especially people who are star Wars fans can relate to that frustration of having, um, additional, uh, special effects put in that feel out of place, out of time, that's changed the story in a, in a way that maybe isn't most desirable or add stuff that seems frivolous. Uh, so he was very clear about it was like a subtle allusion to that like hey I'm not these aren't new special effects what what they've done a lot of is gone in and and, and um, finessed their color grading to make places and uh, even um, trilogy to trilogy match in terms of like tone and color and clarity um, so this is really cool it's something he's actually been working on himself this is something Peter Jackson has set aside time to uh, take care of and tighten up. So he says, hopefully by the time, you know, you get these uh, 4K versions that when you, all of his work, if his, all of his work has, has truly paid off, will be that you can sit and watch um, all three Hobbits, all three Lord of the Rings, and, you know, Rivendell will feel like Rivendell. And, um, you know, the Trollshaw will feel like the Trollshaw. And everything that is in both of those, um, series will match. That's what he was very uh, particular about going in and making sure that they match and just making sure that everything looks uh, as modern as possible. So that's really, really exciting. You know, another uh, addition for us to have. Uh, so look, I think that's coming out soon, like beginning of the year, actually. Oh, really? I believe so. so. Double check me on that. Um, yeah. If you want to fact check me, but it's it's coming soon. Let's say that. Well, this is yeah, fact check lane on 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 just well, but yeah. Sure, thanks for leaving me hanging there. Beginning it. of the year, sometimes I was hoping you'd do that. Hey, no, no. So <laughs> what I wanted to, what I wanted to bring up here. So there's I, so much I, distance between us. I had a buddy. I, I I had a buddy who was talking about 4K and like, oh yeah, you could just take this image and you. And it's my buddy Matt. Um, yeah. Take this image and you just upload it to this 4K converter and it just converts it. You know, high 4K <laughs> photo definition stuff, right? Okay. Okay. So really, Peter Jackson, oh yeah, it's this <laughs> right. So you didn't just upload your your video to some 4K. Come on, man. I mean, okay, so I get How like, hard I love, was it, Lane? I love Matt, but if if I'm <laughs> if I'm going to trust someone on filmmaking, I think I'm going with Peter Jackson, Matt. I'm sorry, man. Oh no, yeah, I'm I think just, I'm going to take my boy PJ's word for it. He'd be so he'd, he'd be so mad because he was only talking about images and and pictures. And I and well, I was and saying, so maybe that's true. But the color correction that has nothing to do with image quality. He he's going in and because this is also very interesting. I didn't realize this for 
Fellowship of the Ring, they color coded it differently than, or not color, color graded it. Color grading is something that has come a long way just in, our, in like our lifetime since we were in college, actually. You remember when I had Final Cut Pro? Oh, yeah. Um, that had full color grading. So this was something that used to be done on film and it took forever. And then they found a way to do it digitally. So essentially what you could do is you could totally change the composition, uh, the color and lighting composition of a scene without yeah. having to worry about it while you're filming. It's, it's really, it was like revolutionary. Yeah. But um, Fellowship of the Ring was done on film. The other two in The Lord of the Rings were done digitally color graded. So even those in the trilogy didn't fully match originally. And then, mm. of course, with The Hobbit, it was done, there were so many different techniques that were used. Plus you had the 3D, the, you had the different frame rate, all this stuff. So going back and making sure that it all matches and, and updating all that stuff. So, Lane, don't, don't, know, tell we'll me, see. don't tell me that. What I know is they went to a place called Middle Earth and yeah. they took out their cameras and they, and just, they just recorded. Filmed the events that took it place. Happened, there, so, it happened cool in front with. of them. I know, I know. It's, it's pretty us. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, and and one, one last thing. I do have a little tease. This is very exciting. I haven't even told you about this no. yet. Uh, this is something that was actually formulated and hatched today. So, of course. You know, you have the uh, the beautiful. Uh, uh, don't forget the don't forget the um, uh, uh, crap. S- uh, sipping. Don't forget the sipping okay. with Doctor Bean Coffee, right? right? You can go get uh, a signature up blend, and then all the wonderful other blends that Doctor Bean Coffee has. My, uh, my, I think my honestly my favorite is the Frankenstein blend. Yeah, it is incredible. Uh, so go check that out if they still have it. It's amazing. Get some. Um, but uh, there's another promo coming, okay? At the beginning of the year, we'll have another pro- promo coming. All I want to say is don't ever forget the sniffing. Yes. Um, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give a little tease, fire it up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And just all I'm going to say is it's an exciting collaboration, and you're not yep. going to want to miss it. You're going to yep. want to sniff it. Let's go. Let's go. Is this guy working for a a branding marketing agency yet? What's going on over here? All right. It was, but they they went out of business because it was too cheesy or dad jokey or something. That's what. Wow. That was the claim. It was too lame. It was too lame. (laughs) Come on, somebody give me somebody give me a high five for that one. That was pretty good. Oh, that was actually what people they used to mock me like. Oh, I'm totally kidding. Okay, like you know what? All right. People also used to what, mock me. They call you me. Fezra. They used to. Oh, they called me a lot of things. They called Ezra me a lot Dork. of things. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, you know. Every time they called me a wizard, though, it's like they hey, have check no this idea. Out. Check this out. This is a bookmark. It's the yeah. original logo. It's the original. It's the original logo. Auction. Should auction that off. Hey, also, by the way, people who uh, got your your gift uh, packages oh, yeah. or whatever, you got some original stuff in there. Hopefully. Yeah, uh, uh, they're individualized. I'll just say that some of them are very individualized, and so hopefully uh, you enjoy those. Maybe you got a little. Uh, I little thought lock cool. of. I thought they were really uh, cool. Lower back ponytail. Lower back ponytail was in every freaking package. Okay, we had one hair for every package. All right. Oh, I'm my glad we're talking gosh. about it again. It's been a while since we talked about the LBPT, and oh, I know. Last time we well, made people uncomfortable. I feel like I, I feel like I've never felt somebody. Oh gosh, we were in Dallas, and I felt like we just made. 
so many people uncomfortable talking about it. And I said, well, I, mean, I guess was Katie, Katie time, was petrified. Yeah, she was like, really, it, we're still talking about this. I time was like, to retire it. Katie, have so, you not listened to the episodes? Because th- this is all we talk about. It's time to retire. We talk it. about this more than we talk about the book. Right, right. And she was like, wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, um, yeah. So now it is time to talk about the book, my friend. All right. It is time to get into Chapter 7, Queer Lodgings. And uh, my friends, this was as as Lane said earlier. It is a pretty straightforward, yeah, uh, chapter. And not that it's not significant, because it is one of the most interesting chapters. I think it's just yes, very interesting. It you know, it's it's just Bayorn is just such a really cool, interesting character. And oh, by the way, I forgot to mention spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead in this in this. Um, as we talk about this. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Spoilers for the end of the freaking book. Thank you, Tolkien. Are you kidding me? I'm reading this, and he literally says to me, like, I'm reading the book, right? And I totally forgot this was in there. He was like, all right, well, and that's it for the Eagles. Oh, until the Battle of the Five Armies. What's that? Don't oh, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, Don't worry true. about it. We'll talk about that later. Spoiler much? Five armies are going to battle. So sorry, that was my spoiler warning uh, for See, everyone. How, how, how C.S. Lewis is that too? Yeah, uh, just again, just very so C.S. Lewis drop. Yeah, you know, I was like, that's wild, guys. So that, uh, yeah, there, there, there was that. So spoilers ahead. Um, but really, <laughs> this, this, it, it does go. It's a lot of time just um, watching Gandalf kind of do his thing. Like my big, I'm going to kind of talk big takeaways because of the, yeah. all the white claws that are sitting over here. Um, that's but totally like, fine. yeah, cause, cause fitting. Yeah. honestly, honestly to me, like, like um, it was, the Eagles are awesome. By the yeah. way, the part, let me see if I can find it really quick. So as, as we get into the queer, queer lodgings here, um, my, my, my too long didn't read on this chapter, which is, which is essentially like a summary <sighs> is that the Eagles take them to the airy. Um, they are looking for lodging. They find it um, with uh, a skin changer. Okay, where bear? And yeah, and then he ends up like taking care of them, giving them ponies, and they get across his land, you know, um, to to Mirkwood. And that's it. They pretty I mean, much. That, they, that's that's pretty to, much it. They go to Skinwalker Ranch essentially. Is what, oh is what happens my in this gosh! I was going to actually do an. Bayorn is a, he's a Skinwalker. I was actually going to do an appendices with you yeah. on something very similar to that. So that's hilarious you bring that up. <laughs> uh, don't let me forget to do that later. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. But no, like in the beginning no, I, of this, I mean, yeah, the, like it's yeah. the Eagles that kind of blow me away. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. But like Bilbo is on there is, is you know, they take them again. Um, they get some food in the beginning. And if I skip anything, you want to like. Code but it's it, not it's just, not great stuff, though. Right. I mean, no, it's not good. But I, I, okay, I did think this was interesting. Sorry, no, I'm not going to stop you too much. I promise. Oh, but well, here we go. He he. I love how he brings something there kind of is. full circle, or <laughs> puts a spin on it, or twist on it, or whatever. But yeah, you know, like what they had, it was only cold mutton and rabbit, right? So yeah. only, only rabbit. But we we fast forward ahead to Frodo and Sam in the in the two towers, and it's like getting rabbits to eat a brace of a brace of conies is like a delicacy it's unexpected it's something that is almost like a little mini feast for them isn't that interesting 
Yeah. So just that little flip on perspective, like for for Bilbo in this situation, maybe it's the kind of the, just the the type of hobbit that that Bilbo is as well. But like, uh, it's, it's only mutton and rabbit. Right. They, they still had food. <laughs> like they still had food. Like in in the two towers, like Sam and Frodo are living off of Lembas, and they're wishing they had some hmm. kind of other. And when they finally get something that for Bilbo, it's only you know, right? That it's something that is special, a delicacy. I just think that was that's kind of interesting how that that comes to a different you know. Well, just we shows actually, the different type of story that the Lord of the Rings is, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually like it was funny because you were talking about you had this whole theory back in back uh, a few chapters ago about hobbits and rabbits you know and we we're not going to get back into that because it got down a whole i had to read a test well, today. dave dave took it to another level oh too, man. my god i i had to read a test today a, a biology test on on mitosis and meiosis and people will know where that's going <laughs> one of those is normal cell reproduction and the other is not normal i mean yeah, it's atypical yeah. it's well it's a choice um so anyways <laughs> yeah you got you me. lost me at toe all right but anyways, the whole point is, is that like you were talking about like those those rabbits and the and and the hobbits, and then in this, like at one point, Gandalf says to to Bilbo when he's talking about skin changers, <laughs> he talks about like the rabbits or whatever, and like and like skinning basically you know, like an animal after you've killed it, and you're gonna eat it. A oh, nice coney, a coney, right? Nice coney. <laughs> and he was like, oh oh, Gandalf was like, whoa, whoa, don't don't you dare that's bring my, that up around this guy here. That's my burglar. Oh, that was just hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, let me back up though. So the, the Lord of the Eagles, um, this is interesting. So after they parted, I'm kind of jumping ahead here because uh, the, the, uh, to me, the beginning is just, okay, the Eagles um, help, help move them to the area. And that's, that's cool. It's really, it's really, it's more of a, we're not grabbing you with our talons. You're climbing on back and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Oh, do you understand? Well, here's something never understood more. Here's something you should understand. All right, you know, there, as here's here's what's really cool. Are you? Did you just cut me off? Here's what's really cool on okay. page 105 in my edition. Yeah, <laughs> back to that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I just we're we're doing major takeaways, and there's a really cool like. Do we have the uh, same edition? No. Don't got it. Well, I don't know. No, it's definitely not. 105. What paragraph? <laughs> it's uh one, two, three, four. He called it the Karak because Karak was his word for it. Doggone it. So anyway, I just think it's a really cool thing because it almost sounds like Tolkien talking about himself. I, oh, I just I gotcha. re-listened to our episode with Jim uh in the love of language just because I love that that episode so much. I love hearing I just talked to Jim on the phone recently, I was missing him, you know, and I was yeah. like, ah, I just listen to that episode. And you know, Tolkien would just he would make words up. Like he made up the word hobbit. And I think right. like Bayorn is a little bit a little bit Tolkien there. Yeah. It's the Karak because that's what he calls it. Gandalf and Gandalf means me. It's the same kind of like that's just what he calls it. It right. is that because he made the name for it. And I just I love that that like sneaks in here. Well, cool. you know, something I've noticed about authors and people who just like whether you're writing a TV show, a movie or whatever, we kind of just buy it. Like you can kind of just tell us that something is something and we'll say, okay. Yeah, fine. Like, and I think more writers trust should, you. should do that because you could just trust the, the reader or, or whatever, the viewer or whatever, uh, uh, to, to, to take that. And so that's a cool thing. Um, yeah. and actually, uh, not to, I'm just going to back, 
back up here real quick. The Lord of the Eagles became in after days. This is what I wanted to read. So the Lord of the yes. Eagles became in after days the king of all birds and wore a golden crown. I don't know if you guys remember yep. this or not. I did not remember this. Wore a golden crown and his 15 chieftains golden collars. Like this is a pretty big freaking deal. These are yeah. no these are no slouch of eagles. These yeah. are like the eagles. In your to use your term, they're the tippy top. They're the tippy top. Uh so I was like, wow. That I was like, that they wore <laughs> crowns. Cause like you're actually right. Like later on in this chapter, when we're being served by walking dogs uh who are like <laughs> like uh, and I thought back to the Eagles, I thought, dang, to- Tolkien, dude, wow. Oh man. You really took us on a journey, man. I, I, it, a trip, if you will. Well, and you know, I don't think we should worry so much about those Beatles anymore playing next to your house. I think we need to <laughs> like, because you were tripping on some major, this is crazy stuff here. And I love it. I love it. Maybe, I guess this was way before he lived, was the neighbor, neighbor true. to the young Very Beatles. True. But like, Very true. maybe Very true. some of that re- residual stuff was there, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. the smoke was leaching over. I don't well, know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you hate your former self. <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, anyways. Uh, uh, but uh, you were talking about the, the Karak, right? Yeah. Where, where they're at. And this is the point right there at the end of that whole little passage. They begged him not to leave. They're talking about Gandalf. Gandalf basically says, hey, I'm out. Peace. I'm done. I got to move on. And uh, that reminded me of the beginning of the book, like you said. Uh, Gandalf just has all these stories, does all these things. He's just setting up a quest. He's not going on the quest. He's not right doing everything here. He has other quests he has to finish up and set up and check in on. You know, like, we don't know how many threads this yeah. guy's, you know, running. So... I thought that was kind of neat. Um, so he's basically just saying, good luck, and I'll get you some good lodging, and then we'll go from there. So he starts that. They argue with him, but it's almost like he knew it was going to be a long goodbye, and so he lays that groundwork and that foundation for them to say, hey, I'm starting the goodbye phase here. Just yeah. so you know, it's a reminder because here in yep. a day or two, I'm going to be gone. Yep. They, they basically say, hey, we'll pay you in gold. We'll pay you in yeah. dragon gold. Well, look, fellas, you got to get that dragon gold first. Right. Okay. Right. Like, let me tell you something. There is an Ark and Stone that we all ought to be a little bit more worried about than uh, paying Gandalf, quite frankly. So, anyway. Um, get that Ark and Stone yeah. out of his, his way. way. Yeah. I did I did love, so he, he starts to bring up this, this creature, right? Or this skin changer. Yes. Um, and... I thought it was interesting because I don't know if there is a connection. Um, but as Gandalf is, you know, you, t- you brought up the whole uh, furrier thing. Um, you know, what is he? Uh, you know, skin, skins, squirrels or whatever and rabbits yeah, yeah, and draconies. Yeah. And uh, Gandalf tells us his name before that, that his name is Bayorn. And um, says, no, 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 you know, don't be a fool. Mr. Baggins, if you can help it. And this chapter, this happens increasingly. But I'm I wanna create a term for this. I think it's we're gonna maybe we should call it getting Bill Boned. <laughs> right, okay. Uh like yeah. Bilbo owned, like he's yeah, getting owned. Yeah, like yes. Gandalf does this time and time again. If you cannot be an idiot, that would be great. Bill Boned. Like every time that happens, 
I, I think we should make a point of that. But there's also a, a little Gandalf redemption that that uh, where he sticks up for Bilbo. It's just this back and forth where it's like he's always keeping Bilbo on his to- toes, and I think that's uh, intentional. But um, he talks about his origins um, or what he is. He changes his skin. Sometimes he is a huge black bear, talking about Bayorn. Sometimes he is a great, strong, black-haired man with huge arms and a great beard. So we can visualize just this huge, like massive, giant Viking. I cannot tell you much more, though, than ought than that ought to be enough. Some say he is a bear descended from the great and ancient bears of the mountains that lived there before the giants came. Mm-hmm. So this also makes me think, okay, so maybe Bilbo really did see giants. Yep. Right? So yep. that's kind of interesting. And also later, Gandalf references those giants as well. That's right. Uh, so maybe a, a little... I was uh, skeptical of that when we, we came to that part in the book, and now I'm thinking maybe, okay, maybe it was legit giants. Um, and that Bilbo saw correctly. Others say that he is a man descended from the first men who lived before Smog or other. And this made me think of, I just got done reading Children of Horan. And there is a massive character in Children of Horan named Bayor. Yeah. 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 Does Bayorn come from Bayor? Wow. It just made me wonder. Yeah. Because he was a man who lived in the, I, he didn't live in those lands. You know, it was, it further west that eventually you know sinks yeah yeah um oh yeah it's but all still, but i was still, like it's yeah. but you think of words and you well, think relatively of names. it could be yeah it could be the same yeah. you, you think of names that tolkien uses and how they're they're so intentional the the difference is like so striking that i just i, I wondered to myself so if anyone has knowledge on that uh i would love to hear so anyway yeah. we just get this little background on him right well, um and <sighs> That we he's not to be trifled with, my friend. He's not to be trifled with. And also, don't mess with his bees, okay? Mm. This guy, look, here's the thing. We're told that he's bitter, but he's awful sweet. He's actually awful sweet. Aww. Not he, on them yes, dwarves, and not on that hobbit, and not on that yeah. wizard, but on them Definitely ponies. Not on the, and not on them goblins, either. Definitely. Not on them goblins, but uh, he is on them ponies, okay? And oh, he loves them ponies. His dogs and what else does he dogs. have there? He's got several other animals. He loves his animals, um, yeah. so he's sweet on them and he takes care of his bees. He has literally it says, "Bee pastures." Yes, I forgot. Like honestly, this is one of those chapters that I actually forget reading. Uh, and so when I read it yeah. again, I okay. was like, cool. uh, and I'm just being honest. Like I'm, yeah. it's not one that I remember a whole lot of. And I'm like, uh, I remember a big scary guy who was a bear, and I go. Yeah. Who is this guy again? Yeah, I mean, I'm just being like from I'm talking like way back and even like when I reread it in high school. Yeah. It's just one I of those I just Yeah. I have a question for you. Like yeah. I was I think that other people have made this point before, but I I don't remember when I've heard it or you know, whatever whatever it was. Did you get major Tom Bombadil vibes this entire chapter? Uh, not major ones, but I definitely, he is like an anomaly. He's like this weird kind of, well, um, yes, he's, yeah. he's definitely unknown. He's powerful. Yes. Uh, they stay in his house, but they they have these really bad dreams. Okay. That happens in Tom Bombadil's house. Um, he's there, but he's not there. There's always food for them. They're singing a lot. Uh, they're in and out of sleep and rest. It made me think so much of Tom Bombadil and in the house of Tom Bombadil that 
I almost started wondering if Bayorn and Tom are the same person. Damn. Wow. Like I that's maybe that's a bridge too far, but like I it's crazy to me. It seems and you uh, you almost cemented it right there when you said I don't really remember. This is a chapter it's kind of forgettable in other yeah. words. I don't really remember reading it. How many people say that about the Tom Bombadil section of Fellowship of the Ring? Yep. They're like it's forgettable. I don't get why it was there unless you love Tom. Right. So I just yes. think that he is a yes. very similar character and even at his placement in this story kind of halfway, you know, beginning beginning uh, third yeah. of the book, yeah. early on in the journey provides a lot of help. I mean, without them, they're starving, they're wandering. They yep. definitely wouldn't make it through Mirkwood. Um so he's a huge aid demands that his ponies come back. That's also yeah. a lot like Tom Bombadil. That's I think true. exactly. Well, actually like Tom Bombadil. Oh my god. No, no, no. Lane, oh my gosh, dude. When Gandalf later on will call back from the hill. He's on the far hill, the like far away in the horizon, like almost like Goldberry and Tom when they waved goodbye to Frodo in the in the um the hobbits. Don't stray like, off the path. Yes. Yeah. Um but he he does a final Gandalf wanted that last word and he's elevated and he calls back to them and almost like it's a final whatever but it's from a distance and it felt very much like Goldberry um, and 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 the the thing about that too is that Bayorn is there in the shadows he's there with yeah. them the whole time yes yes until they go like and, and not very trustworthy of them also like he questions their story the whole time until he goes and finds it out for himself and then even then he follows like he doesn't totally trust them if he trusted right. them he wouldn't follow them to make sure that they released his ponies back to him like he doesn't yep. trust them all the way um lane this is good dude i like this because he's, he's a slightly dangerous guy right and so you're almost like yeah gandalf okay first of all gandalf are are freaking all you know how much i love gandalf this wizard yeah goes in there and says nah we're gonna have to walk up on this guy two by two and bilbo yeah. goes like i totally see why we have to do that like so if gandalf like, is cautious it's that's it's another I'm level saying. man yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying and if gandalf was intrigued on his way back and he went and saw tom bombadil they had a great conversation but like it makes you think that as an author when you're doing when you're writing you have devices and you have chapters in yes. your story that maybe the spirit of this character or what he was yes. trying to do in the hobbit he said you know what i want to amplify that and I'm actually going to do something very similar to that in the Lord of the Rings, and he does. Yes, I get and that. I, I think, I, I, yeah, I, I think the reason they're similar characters in that sense too is they're like spirits of nature, so they're kind of more animal than they are human, and that's why they feel a little more wild or testy or just peculiar and strange. Right? Is because we're fully people, right? And for the most part even our characters that aren't people they're dwarves they're hobbits they're like they're humans you know what i mean like they're not animals they're not like wild uh creatures they're they're they belong in civilizations and cultures and all this stuff right yeah so yeah. but people like bayorn and tom they're outliers they they're not a part of a culture right. they're not a part of a community uh other than nature mother nature itself and there aren't many rules in mother nature like people set up rules people set up regulations we set up laws all these things but nature there's did if you want to eat something you go eat it you're not going to jail for killing an animal that you ate you know what i mean like there are no rules in nature other than like the fittest survive like the fastest and fittest survive so 
that's their domain, that's their community, that's their culture, and I think that's why they feel a little more dangerous or like sure. unsettling to our characters when they when they encounter him. Whether yeah. it's Tom having no, you know, the ring having no effect on him, or Bayorn like the threat that you know, if you encounter him when he's a bear, he could probably just you know eat you up without even thinking about it. Well, it, it, it you know, I mean, even as Deanna is talking to him, he seems like a dangerous guy, and I. I do just want to mention that when they first go in to the gate and they travel down there, it is sort of dis- it's it's beautifully described. This this yeah. this hedge. Oh my god, that's right. They cross a hedge, just like they do before they go into yeah. the old yeah. forest. Old forest. Yeah. You're totally one hundred percent right. Their parallels are. I'm sorry. Now they're jumping off the page here at me. That's wild. Um, get it? It's wild. <laughs> wild. I wasn't actually trying to be funny. Okay, I was just saying. All right, well, it's cool. almost like maybe like Bayorn was his warm up, or or I don't know. I think you're I think you're right. I think they're just similar devices. They're similar types of characters. Yeah. That Tolkien, I think Tolkien like really tried to figure out how to represent nature, like to personify nature. Bayorn is one of those. Yeah. Tom Bombadil is another one of those. Treebeard is yes. is is, a, is an idea of that. And, you know, Bayorn's an animal, right? Tom, we're not really sure what he is. He kind of seems like just this spirit of the forest almost. And Treebeard is like, you know, the Ents are like if trees could walk around and talk and interact with you. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're all in the same, I guess, like the same umbrella of character, right? They're yeah, like spirit, spirit type animals. Yeah. Animal character things. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of similarities, and I just am hadn't thought about those two. Even the honey being gold, goldberry. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the absolutely. flowers, the 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 water lilies, or whatever. What's he getting for goldberry? The is the yeah. lilies? The lilies. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, the yep. flowers. Bees need flowers. I mean, it's just it's all well, nature themed as well. But and yeah, and everything around Bayorn here, like his his dwelling is. They're sitting in this. Uh, I forget what they what they call it, but it's like a really fancy. Well done up, like fancy but wild at the same. Yeah, his yeah. hall kind of kind of place, and and, and also so, it's also like there are beds set up. Yeah, that happens at at uh, yes. Tom's house. Yes. There are beds prepared. Well, there's well, a, how or why we don't know. There's a story but, there. There like the storytelling begins. Gandalf is telling the story. Yep, you yep, know, like the hobbits right. with Tom Bombadil, they fall asleep, and Tom is telling them yep. all sorts of stuff. Right. And they start, remember, they like start singing without even realizing it. Remember yes, that in yeah. Tom's house? The other thing, too, is that um, Bayorn eventually becomes very like, once they once they break him down and that bear shell kind of wears off, like he uh, he's very amused by them. Like he, he thinks their stories are hilarious. That's yeah. also, I think, something that is very, very much like Tom, like thinking the hobbits are, are comical, right? Like they're right. kind of amusing. And that they're almost like there for his entertainment to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no. I was definitely getting vibes of I was getting Tom Bombadil vibes big time this chapter. It, it felt it felt good, honestly. Yeah. No, for sure. It's it is definitely for me at the well, I didn't get that vibe, and I really had no correlation to the uh, the Lord of the Rings series until it was the ponies returning and Gandalf saying goodbye, and they were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. That, because that's a direct goodbye versus Bayorn's kind of still traveling, doesn't say anything, so the goodbye sh- shifts to Gandalf. But still, that was a s- very similar structure to what happened to them. And so, yeah, 
And dude, know. even okay, even getting into the story structure as well, right? So like the Barrow Downs, oh, they're they're almost like they almost meet it. They almost yes. bite it right there. Yep. Yep. Same almost happens in Mirkwood. Yes. Yeah. Like they almost bite it. Like you, true. you're think you're you're reading in Mirkwood and you're like or if, uh next the next chapter Flies and Spiders. And actually honestly when they're all wrapped up, it's a lot like when they were in the Barrow Downs. Yep, they're they're captured and, and Gandalf and, and Gandalf's only, not there. Yeah. Gandalf's not there and it's right. only Bilbo who can save them. It's only Frodo who awakes that can save the hobbits. Right. And I mean they're they're wrapped up in like mummification like they're getting re- like they're on a tomb. Um yeah. So that's I don't know it's very interesting this the similarities there. Yeah, I love I love that man. That's actually that's actually really cool. I like it. Well, we'll oh, is see. It actually, is it actually? It's actually. Cool? Did I actually do something cool? Is that you what know, you're like it's one of the. It's, huh? I'm so surprised that I. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I I love that people think we're actually friends. Isn't that I, cute? I know, I know, I know. All right, you guys wouldn't believe couple like a couple of prancing ponies. Here. Sometimes I joke about the hate mail that I get, and it's actually just lean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy. And what's funny about that is it's actually true. <laughs> how many bur- how many how many burner accounts burner have account I, I got over here? Like I'm a troll. Wow. Um, something else oh, yeah. that was that. So let's get into to real quickly. I want to get into this conversation with with Gandalf, where Gandalf basically is talking to Bayorn, and and once he introduces himself, one of my biggest things back in the day, and I do remember any time that Radagast is mentioned. Oh yeah, I lose it. I lose it, and I don't. Re- I don't even really know why. It's just like it's crying, only, or just you get excited. Or? I just go to myself and I say, "There's other wizards." Okay. What? Yeah. His cousin, you know, Gandalf has a cousin. Oh yeah, he does call him cousin, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I'm like, well, all right, cuz, um, that's pretty cool. And then in the Bayorn kind of uh, knows Radagast, and yeah, it's almost like his good cred. people. Like that's that's yeah, that's almost how he yeah. he. Like if if there wasn't that connection, the road's a lot harder. Yeah, but yes. because he knows Radagast and Radagast is down, right? He's a cool guy. He's the cat to know. Yes. Then it's like okay, so you had fifteen dwarves, or you had thirteen dwarves. You right, said a right, couple, right? You know Radagast. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Right, right. And at what point, by the way, That's too? Big time. Does this get absolutely ridiculous though? That you oh my god, the counting! It's the like counting. four pages. And bro, in my in my uh, too long didn't read, I was gonna be like, yeah. So you know they have a little trouble with Common Core math. They get in there and you know I don't know the <laughs> disagreement on carrying versus borrowing, whatever. Right. Turns out five pages later, neither one of them can count. There's fifteen of them all together, whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't friggin' know. Oh, you got a webbear in here just trying to friggin' well, go kill some goblins. As, as he- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Is I, I you know you you imagine what Bayorn's holding back is like hold on this this wizard can't count this wizard can't count and then you think he thinks back he's like he is on the same thing Radagast is on these yeah. wizards are 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 on the same are on the same vegetable yeah. Um, yeah or protein whatever you want to call it so yeah. I don't know I thought that was interesting I I do love though I, I guess Gandalf knew and Bilbo sees it which is that um it's enough distraction he was engaged in the story enough that yes. he basically yeah. says, okay, um, I'm going to use that to yeah. distract you as I bring up two more, two more, two more. And by the end, he's like, I, okay, you got a lot of dwarves. You got a lot of them. Yeah. Finish, finish the story. Just finish yeah. the story. Tell me what's up. And all the, don't, don't give me your service. I don't need your service. Like, I just want this, the tale to be done right. here. Let's, let's get to it. Cause they, you know, it's just so funny. Like the, the uh, ceremony that the dwarves always have, the bowing yeah. low and sweeping their hoods and their cloaks out of the way. and Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the little troop. Yep. And, and honestly, it goes by, and we already know the story, and that's where I felt like it was very straightforward. It's just a, it's Gandalf, it's, it's showing his cleverness. It's a recap. Yep. It's a recap yep. of what happened. Um, and it is, again, a reintroduction of all of the dwarves, um, you know, just kind of going through... Um, you know, actually, one of the cool things was that uh, Beorn knows Thorin, and that he is also the grandson of Thor, right? Yes. And then, right, so that was kind of that was kind of cool with Rain, yes. and the, yeah. he went through the whole line, and so that was pretty neat. Um, and then we get, like I said, we get you know Philly, Killy, Oin, Gloin, and so on, and um, that you know that we we get all of them. Uh, Bomber is refusing mm-hmm. to wait five minutes and rolls up and says, "I'm here," and it's. Three versus two, but um, <laughs> as you say, though he's happy that they that they were anti goblin, yes, and that they were anti warg, um, yes, right, you know, oh yeah. So uh, and don't never forget. I the also, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just, you know, you're good. I was going to talk about. I was going to make a really ridiculous reference to wargs and not starting the fire, but. It's okay. We're oh, wow. <laughs> I like to take you back down memory lane sometimes. To some of the st- hey, hey, I see what you did there. Memory lane. I got All it. Right. I, yeah, I, sorry. I misspoke. You didn't even know. Memory lane. Um, I do love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that um, uh, That Bayorn kind of alludes to this whole idea that 
you know, um, I guess as he's counting and as he's telling the story about the wars and everything that, you know, he would have given them more than fireworks. And we already get this kind of idea that that he is going to disappear and he is going to go kick some butt. And yep. that if 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 this is true, that means that they're encroaching on his lands, essentially, right? That this is a territory that he kind of, much like the old forest, right? That he sort of procures and defends and tries to watch over. And that if wargs and goblins are entering into it, then he needs to go see to it. If this, and he needs to find out if it is really true because it threatened. It could eventually threaten his own existence. Uh, or, or the, I guess. Um, no, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe he, the abu- like the abundance that he enjoys. Like you know, he's got he's got bees and he's got animals that he takes. Oh care my of gosh, that that's another. Oh you know? my, that's another that's another Bombadil connection. He had yeah. dominion over this land. This yes. was his yeah. land, and yes. he he did patrol it, and he was rule. He was essentially ruler over it, mm-hmm. and you knew that if you crossed his territory. Yeah. So. Bayorn wow. goes and 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 keeps the goblins and wargs in, in check, and Bombadil talks to trees and tells them to let go of hobbits. You know, it's just they're, yeah, they they're they are in charge. They're the bosses. Um, but I guess in that way, it is kind of. That's why he's scary, right? That's why Bayorn and why Bombadil are scary because it's like you don't necessarily know the rules by which they operate. You don't, yeah. and that's nature. It's like, so what am I doing that they might not like? And I think essentially sometimes that you can kind of think of like, to a lesser extent, you think of like, like uh, you know, whatever religion you are, you think of your your creator. Like, what what am I doing that probably isn't very pleasing that I like kind of justify, but um, wouldn't make you know the one in charge very happy. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. why it's scary because it's like, well, I've justified it and I've seen reason for it and I'm okay with doing it, but it's probably not very right. Uh, so it's just like, are you? It seems like a day to day. Are you going to be on Bayorn's bad side today, or are you going to be yeah. on his good side? And how do you stay on the good side? And how do you figure out his mind? And you really can't. Like that's the that's the beautiful thing about these characters is you can't totally understand how they reason because they're their own things, man. They're yep. above. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And so you're on edge a little bit with with this character and the whole time. I mean, to the point time. where Bilbo's Bilbo's having nightmares. That's right. Yeah. About being right. ripped apart by a big black bear. That's right. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's on guard. Well, and, and, and not the and, not the kind that have been in your DMs either. I mean, just like no. an actual bear. I know that. I know. Okay, and this right. was scary as all get out. <laughs> both both are terrifying. Um so <laughs> just just kidding. Uh, the 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 terrible forest of Merkwood. Yeah, um, what? <laughs> no. So uh, let me let me let me let me let me recover here. Uh, the <laughs> the dwarves. So you, you mentioned the sleeping, and you mentioned the um, the nightmare. Mm-hmm. They Bilbo gets woken up at one point. He, he, like the nightmare keeps him up too late. He falls asleep. Misses. He's missing um, breakfast and things like that. Uh, they they get. Um, did I miss the part where the dwarves took a bath? I did. That was the very beginning of the chapter, wasn't it? Remember oh, that? Crap, I totally. I no, I don't. I remember that. totally. Is that meant before to, or after they eat? Is that before they eat? Yeah, maybe it is. I yeah, because remember that part where they're out there and they just they they totally uh, 
They, they, no, they're still sore. They're still sore, but they they actually get all rested up and they have some food. And that might have been at the beginning, but either way, I was thinking. Um, oh, in the river, right? In the river, yeah. In, Is that in, back in when they were with the Eagles? That might be with. The, uh, I think that was in the beginning. I missed that. I missed yes. it, and I I yeah. meant to I meant to bring it up because. Because again, here they're they're eating again, and they're this is a more of a rest for them. Uh, as Gandalf said, when they were going in here, they, they needed this. They, he knew that they needed this type of rest. And um, I always think about in 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 Lord of the Rings, Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King. Whenever our character, the longer we went on, the less stories we had, or not stories, um, songs. Yes. The less songs we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gets so more they and more actually. They actually, in this, we come back with a song, and yeah. it, it seems like songs show up during a time of rest. You know, uh-huh. after you've uh-huh. been yeah, rested, yeah, yeah. the joy is coming back, and when things get dire and sure. harder, you you see less of the songs. And when when traveling on the road even gets hard, you might get one a chapter, but not really as many. Some were in the fel- in fellowship; they were loaded. We had tons of songs. Yes, yes, big time. So. Yep. I thought that's another and also cool you, device that he uses, you know. Yeah, like you're starting your journey. You got a lot. Think about on a road trip. You're playing tons of music. You're singing at the very beginning. Think about when we went down to down to Texas, right? Oh, like 15, gosh. 15, 18 hours in, you're like, you're not listening to music anymore. Right. You're having really weird, strange conversations. Yeah. You're trying to say things to get each other to react and laugh because you're trying to stay awake. Uh, it gets dark. It gets dark. As, it does. Uh, there are it things does. I've said to you, you've said to me that we would, never dark. Want any, we would never want anyone else to hear. Uh, and that's okay. Like, that's yeah. okay. That's part of the journey. There's lots of things that happen on this adventure, I'm sure, that they don't want getting out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's, it happens when the time for singing has kind of ended and they're no longer on that happy. But yes, yeah, so you get these little, you're right, like hiatuses every once in a while where it's like, they feel refreshed. They feel safe again, and that joy comes back, and they're able to sing. Um, yeah, yeah. And I do love too. This is interesting because what brings on this song? It's so interesting. Again, it's it's a it, this place is magical. Uh, do you care if I read some of this? That's fine. Here, yeah, yeah. Whether it was magic or not, it seemed to Bilbo that he heard a sound like wind. Doesn't say he feels any other indication of wind because, of course, they're in this house. There's uh-huh. this, so the the hall is beautiful, right? There's there's these pillars and there's big hearth and fire and then this just open like chimney where you can look out and you can see the starlight. It's where the smoke goes up, but you can also, you know, see outside to a certain extent and hear outside. A sound like wind in the branches, stirring in the rafters, and the hoot of owls. Soon he began to hear this is where I think of Tom Bombadil's house, man. Soon he began to nod with sleep, and the voices seemed to grow far away until he woke with a start. That is so much like what the like an enchantment, almost like an enchanted slumber. Um, the door creaks and cracks, and Bjorn's gone. All right, same thing happens. Tom disappears, comes in and out, and goes. Where, where is he? I don't know. Goldberry's got to answer for him. You know, it's, I don't know. He's out. Right, right. There, but when this happens, the dwarves are all sitting there, cross-legged on the floor, and they begin to sing. And what they sing about is the wind. This whole song, yes, that's true, is about the wind. Yep, and it. If you just if you just kind of read through it and you sing it, you're like, oh, it's just, it's all about exactly what Bilbo is not really sure whether he's hearing 
or not? Is it magic? Is it not? Does that wind somehow possess them to sing about wind? Are they yeah. just inspired by what they hear? Do they recall a story uh, or a song about the the wind because they're surrounded by it? Um, yeah. And how it, this song gets like progressively like uh, darker too, doesn't it? Or yeah. no, is this about is this about smog? It's about the the. Mountain barren swept above the dragon's hair. Their black and dark lay boulders stark and flying smoke was in the air. It left the world and took its flight over the wide seas of the night. The moon set sail upon the gale. It's just this it's this voyage of the wind. It's this it's this this adventure that the wind takes and then it it, it goes right where they're going. Yeah, so maybe this is maybe this is the the story that the wind outside is telling. Maybe this wind has been to smog. And it's foretelling what what they have. I don't know. I just I get tripped no, I get out it. because it's a magical place, man. Right? Like they've yeah. been drinking mead. Who knows what's in that mead? Who knows how old that oh, mead is? Oh yeah, come on. Mead now. is trippy anyway, dude. It's yep. honey based. People don't drink it very often, right. unless you're Travis Sigler. Like right. nobody really drinks mead because it's a strange drink. Yeah, and it's delicious, but it's freaking strange. Okay, yes, it's yes. weird. Yes. Um. Wow, I just realized the allusion I made to this leather cup. Weird leather. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, it's bizarre. Uh, so they sing this song, and then Bilbo also gets sleepy. Gandalf yeah. stands up. It's just it's bizarre. Gandalf stands up and says, it's time for us to sleep. Now, Ez, is that a suggestion or is that a word of command? That is, is he putting a, them into sleep, or yes. were they going to sleep anyway? No, it was a word of command. Because he, Gandalf, and this is, you know what, that's actually a really good point. I almost missed it. May have been even one of the first times where we see it, uh, used in its full power. Which is basically to say, we Very need subtle. to sleep. Yeah. And he tells them to go to sleep. Would it have happened anyways? Was he Probably. doing some wizardry? Maybe. Can he control the wind? I don't know. He is can't it, control oh. the rain, but maybe he okay. can control the wind. I don't know. Okay, okay. Close with, okay. He's close with the eagles um, who, who fly on the winds. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that, that yeah, it is time for us to sleep, um, you, you know, but, yeah, uh, not for not, not, not for Bayorn. He is. No, he's gone. He's, he's got his out. own thing to do. And that's. He left that's, before. Right. Yeah. He's out doing his thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Change, changing skins and so on. Changing I mean, this skins. this is werewolf stuff. I mean, this is just like straight up. Where he's a know. werebear. He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the rest. So okay, um, and that's where I was getting to the point where that that all goes down. It's very magical, and it's, it reminds you of the beginning of the, uh, like like um, far over the misty mountains when they were yes. originally singing back at back at Bag End. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a trippy. It's it's a trippy little moment. Um, lots of magical stuff happening, and but I also feel like they're getting. It's what Gandalf wanted them to do, which was to get this rest in this lodging and to be prepped and fresh to move on. Because they mm-hmm. talk about the heaviness of their packs, like the abundance, I guess that that is surrounding uh, Beorn and his place and 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 stuff is like that. They need that to carry with them into a place where they're not going to have a whole lot. Uh, l- later on, so yeah, yeah, um, that's that's kind and of the whole point of it, yeah. And it's and it's all really rich stuff too, like honey and cream and 
It's stuff that would sustain you for a long... Making me tired. Long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts you to make, sleep, right? Put you right to sleep. It, it also, like, think about, like, how rich honey is. Honey gives... It, a, it never goes bad. Did you know that? Honey never spoils. Yeah, if I have... If um, it's kept correctly, it's the only food that does not spoil. They found... I think they have found honey yeah. that's been sealed up in Egyptian pyramids that yeah. is still edible. Lane, I've got some that's... um, It's, it's a 1457... <laughs> Um, batch that okay. my great 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 you found at Oak Island. Uh, he harvested. Was it this. in? Uh, was it in the um, the money and pit? Did they find the, it in the money pit? At the time, these bees were migrating from Scotland. <laughs> my God, to the United States. That's and such so crap. They actually made the honey on the Mayflower. Um, hey, all right, you know what? <laughs> I'm actually thinking about starting up the name game again because I think I found the perfect oh, name game. Oh my gosh! What do you think about mostly inside us? Is that in here somewhere? Oh yeah, talking about breakfast. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the mostly wow. inside us podcast. Wow. Um, I do think it's funny that like this next morning, Bilbo is the last one to wake up. Yeah. Like breakfast doesn't get him up. I do love too how. You know, he has that, uh, he gets scared because he thinks he hears a, a bear prowling outside, or maybe he really does. And he has this fear that this, you know, this giant bear is going to come in and kill them all. And he dives under his blankets, hides his head, falls asleep again at last in spite of all his fears. I just realized, too, this chapter, I'm like, Bilbo is our surrogate, like, child. Like, yeah. he is the, if this is a kid's story, he is the kid in this adventure. Like, all this is brand new to him. All this, like, the stuff that would frighten a kid frightens Bilbo. The stuff that would excite a kid excites Bilbo. Um, he gets called stupid. Like, he doesn't know enough. Um, try not to be a fool if you can help it. You know, he's very chi- I didn't realize till now that he is very childlike and in a lot of ways. Not in, in every way, but in a lot of ways. And that, like, that's almost uh, what could be a kid's avenue into the story is that relation yeah. to Bilbo. Yeah, I never yeah. caught that until now, until I was like, oh, hiding under the covers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, And, and, and we all have that inside of us that has that feeling, right? That we yeah. try to like master as we get older, even though, you know, if a bat flies out, I'm under the covers. What are you going to do? I'm, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I've seen you. I've seen you there. Um, I know you have. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were hogging the covers for me. I don't know what you were doing. Uh, but... No, you're you're right because yeah, he does definitely. Um, Gadeup wants to take care of him, is protective of him, and even when he leaves later on, he kind of re- reaffirms that like you know, hope to see you again, and he wants. Yeah. Don't forget, there's more to Mister Baggins than than kind of meets meets yeah. the eye here. So don't forget what I taught you. Yeah, yeah, Sonny. Yeah. Um. So the yeah the the bre- oh gosh there was one thing I wanted to mention here with the breakfast. Oh, He's the definitely oh Lane. Lane, the ring. So he has the ring. Yeah. Okay. okay. And you start to notice that he's picking up on a lot of different things, right? So he's things that like a hobbit would be the first up to go get food. He'd smell that food. He'd be on it. Like his rest and stuff, that stuff more important or whatever. It just makes me think that the ring might be affecting him in ways that I hadn't thought about before. Like he can hear things. His senses are heightened. He's still a hobbit. Oh my gosh. I yeah. didn't think about that, dude. Well, maybe I'm totally just you know pulling pulling out. No, uh, that's you know no like yeah yeah 
feathers from more my sensitive hat. to a creature like yeah Bayorn even yeah huh yeah uh, well and just even like would the ring try to look at the nightmares and stuff like that would it try to do things to make him play run, on him to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to flee to do whatever is it is in the early stages of trying to kind of you know combat and figure that out or holy crap dude because we got to remember that the ring is even though at the time he had different ideas intentions whatever it seems to be laying dormant uh in this book but when you think about it from the perspective of the lord of the rings and you you think about where he turned what he turned this into this device you think wow yeah. he could make it work uh in, in a couple of these situations where yeah he's acting abnormal or or noticing things outside of the norm so yeah wow that's amazing i like that be cool yeah um okay so wow. they yeah they, oh, yeah, they're talking more about, um, oh, well, they have all this, they have the breakfast, they do their whole thing. It's almost like a whole other day goes by, right? And then they go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, Just, it's weird. The smoke rings, he has the, Gandalf yes. all those smoke rings that are all these colors and they're chasing each other. Um, but, yeah, exactly. And then he talks about picking out the bear tracks, right? Yes. Well, so, so when Bayorn comes back in the next morning, he says, so you're still here? <laughs> yeah uh, yeah what are you still doing um he, he picked up the hobbit and laughed uh you know not eaten up by wargs or goblins or wicked bears yet i see and he yeah, poked little Mr. bunny baggins getting yeah. nice and fat yeah right yeah yeah dude so, uh bayorn definitely doesn't believe in keto i'll tell you that much no he does not honey no. and bread and cream and he doesn't need to he's out there running around like a crazy bear all night long so that's true that's very true he's, he's on it he's good uh, yeah, and we essentially find out that where he he tells where he was very proudly he had to go see yeah. if what they told was true or not he um pretty much interrogates uh he catches one of these goblins yeah with a warg and interrogates him and finds out that the great goblin is dead um and that they're very upset and especially with the burning of the chief wolf's nose and the you know death from the wizard's fire of many of their servants Okay, Lane, let's there. just get right to it. He skinned this warg, and he oh, put yeah. this goblin's head outside. Head of it. on a spike. Yeah. That's where you're kind of like, okay, this guy is not to be messed with. And you exactly. see the danger that he poses. Yes, yes. And, and before like, it was all just kind of this like, well, he can turn into a bear, and you know, don't even, you don't even want right. to see it. Gandalf might all be done. scaring us. You wouldn't yeah, even it's all suggestive, but like we see, I mean, this is, it's like, this is a kid's book, right? And we're seeing, hey, there's a head on... A spit and yeah, a, a scale. Yeah, like we we've seen the damage, and he's very proud of it. He he laughs about it. He's like, you know, this is this is a good thing I've done. Um, but yeah, we we learned that that's that's where he's been. That's what he's been doing. Um, and he just wanted to make sure that that story that they told was true. And he yeah. he's very happy to find that they weren't lying and that they were honest with him. And right. again, it, it kind of bumps them up and it makes them it makes him want to help them in any way that he can. Yes. As they go on their journey. So it's it's again, just another lesson that the truth always helps, even if it's kind of tricky to tell. And even if someone doesn't believe you right away. And yeah. yeah so essentially what he does is he gives them all these uh, things for their journey. Right. That's right. He that's right. Food, nuts, the, the ponies, the yeah, yep. the, the 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 provisions and he even tells them, he even gives them really good advice on, hey, which way you need to go. Yes. He's like, you know, the um, I, I put a map in the dock because I knew you would want one. Yeah. And because I needed it, I was like, hold on a second. I can't exactly remember where all these places are. 
But if you look, you know that Gundabad is way to the north and kind of out of the way, but still orc orc area. If you go down south, you've got Dol Guldur, which is where we know the Necromancer is, but not from the story. Mm-hmm. And we know that that old forest road is one that is actually kind of regularly traveled, right? Yeah. And that orcs have kind of, or goblins have been sort of messing around. But that there's, if you go north and then uh, follow a road, an old overgrown disused road east it leads almost directly to um erebor if you can yeah. make it out to the other side but you can't leave the path so he even gives them advice that way right right um and what does he say he says just beyond well, beyond oh sorry go ahead well yeah so it's interesting that they take that path and it's such a it's it's, it's good very advice. old forest old forest for sure and yeah it, and and uh, at one point we'll get there in a second. But Bil- Bilbo actually he's asking if there's another way. And the you know, I, yeah. now that I see this map and I see this old forest road and the southern route, you're like, well, is that possible? But it's the goblins and it's everything else that could possibly yeah. Um, and, and the other thing is timing. Like Gandalf says, by the time you get there, forget being there at Durin's day. Not oh, going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And so he says, if you go if you go north, you go too close to the uh, um the northern mountains which would lead you it's that's goblin territory if you mm-hmm. go too far south you're never going to make it in time if you take the old forest road it's too well traveled and too dangerous you're going to get screwed so this is the only path um mm-hmm. but but the also the interesting that the um the danger of murkwood is the enchantment the great drowsiness and the forgetfulness yeah and almost like this suffocating that we, it, I think it's depicted perfectly in the movies, just like this, almost kind of uh, hallucinatory, uh, like sh- I think of like like mushrooms giving off these like um, like spores and stuff that would yeah allow, that would make you trip, and it seems like it's something that would happen in the old forest, like you would. You'd lo- you'd literally lose your marbles because of all the um, dense, ancient, like growth and whatever there, whatever it's given off. And it's just such an interesting thing, right? To be a to be in such a thick forest, which should mean like really fresh, clean air, but because yeah. of the nature of this forest, it's the opposite. It's like suffocating and. Uh, um, confusing and and uh, and makes you want to go to sleep instead of making mm-hmm. you feel more invigorated. So that's the danger that they're facing. Yeah, I do. I do also love that. Um, what? Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. what Bayorn wishes them and then what Gandalf gives them is exactly the same. So it happens twice: luck and courage. Mm-hmm. Luck and courage is wished by both Bayorn and then like two pages later by Gandalf at his parting. So at both of these characters, at these, you know, Bayorn and Gandalf's partings, they, they wish the same thing on them. Wow. Luck and courage. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Which one uh, is totally out of your control and the other one is totally within your control. Yeah, that so is interesting. Yeah. Destiny versus decision there. Like the old age old thing we've talked about, fate versus, um, you know, fortune. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, so just in between both of those then, so when Gandalf says that and then uh, uh, Bayorn, uh, I wanted to mention this because it, it seems like we, we, you know, 
it's hard to keep track of time. And I only want to read this one yeah. part and I just, and then it's done and it's, it's only half a paragraph. Um, but it is, let's see. So they rode now for two more days and all the mm. while they saw nothing save grass and flowers and birds and scattered yeah. trees and occasionally small herds of red deer browsing or sitting at noon in the shade. Sometimes Bilbo saw the horns of hearts sticking up out of the long grass, and at first he thought they were the dead branches of trees. That third evening there was, they were so eager to press on, uh, for Bayorn had said they should reach the forest gate early on the fourth day. And it's like, okay, they just he literally just took us through four days, right in three yeah. sentences, which yeah. he can do. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. But sometimes we like th- that gets missed, and I, I sit there and I go, how mm-hmm. long? Because I looked at the right. map, and I was like, no, wait a second. How long was this? Because I'm looking at the map, and they went quite a distance with him, quite yeah. a distance. And yeah. they it took it was a four day, four to five day journey. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I think it also kind of shows like the um, domain of Bayorn too that this is protected area. Yes. and There's nothing to see, nothing to be afraid of. You're going to see some deer. It's going to be monotonous. It's going to be kind of boring after right. what you've just been through. You're in a different. You're di- you're in a different um, realm almost in a way. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and so one of the uh, latter kind of um, takeaways for me was that the dwarves yeah. actually thought about not returning these ponies for two seconds. Yeah, there. they did. They did. What? Yes, they did. So that, that's the big, that's one of the big, we go back to Bayorn and, and the idea that he's helping them and that he found out that their story was truthful. He actually yes. interrogated uh, someone to make sure that they were telling the truth. Yeah, that, yeah, that he, chieftain. Yeah. And it, it, I think I've done some, I, I honestly, right now, I'm not able to even recall it or articulate it very well uh, to our to our listeners, but there is a, almost like a mistrust among, with, with Bayorn, like of people and other people and in groups of oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yep. For the treatment of his people and things like that. And so yeah, it yeah. was important that he be able to trust them and that they follow through and keep their yes. promise. Gandalf did that, and he's saying, like, literally, this would be a very bad move, Thorin, if we didn't yeah, dude, just it, simply return the ponies. Yes. Now, they do need them. They need them. I mean, they, they could have greatly benefited from them, but um, they're not theirs. And To the to the point where if, Gand- if Gandalf wasn't there, they probably wouldn't return them. Yeah, and that was because uh, Bilbo talks I th- I about... I think you're... Yeah. Yeah, well, he talks about, like, how... He's so he's so worried about the pack that he's going to have to carry. It's so heavy or whatever. Yeah. And then and then it's all perspective and context and where you're at because then Thorin says, "Well, uh, that's a good thing now. Wait till the days where you have nothing on your right. back and you're going to be wishing wish. you did." Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, "Wow. Okay. These guys yeah. have traveled. They've traveled before. They know that uh, it starts off heavy and and you you hope it stays that way until the end of your journey because um, yeah. you're well provisioned." But anyways, it was just interesting to me because, yeah, it reminds me of Tom yeah, Bombadil. Point. Yeah. And, and then Gandalf is very much about it because they've impressed Gandalf and say, well, what are you going to, are you going to return that horse? Absolutely. Yeah. He is. He's like, I'm yeah, taking, yeah. I'm, I'm going back that way. I'm seeing yeah, you. I'm not are. going, I'm not going into the forest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. path is different from yours. Um, yeah. And they have these, there's, there's, there's like what, about a million goodbyes. Um, yeah. And you almost have this, you almost get this kind of sense that like Gandalf doesn't really want to leave them. Like there's a part of him that even though he says he's got other business and we know that he's, he really does and he's got other things he needs to go attend to and that it really isn't his quest. He brought all this, you know, this, this company together, but it's, well, I mean, he, he cares what happens, but it's not his to achieve. And it, Gandalf does this. 
you know, Gandalf does this. Gandalf builds people up so that they can achieve quests. Um, and, yep. you know, I guess ultimately it goes back to the role of the Astari, right? That that it's they are... Um, they take the guise of old men so that there aren't they aren't they don't become kings and conquerors and war like these 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 um figures that are the ones who make these great uh accomplishments right that they empower others that that's the whole purpose of them um so but you but you do get the sense that like he almost doesn't really want to leave he keeps saying yeah. goodbye over and over again um goodbye then and really goodbye you know, and and Thorin's even grumbling at him. Very comforting, you are. You know, telling us, um, you know that this is really is the only way, and that any other way is screwed, and that even this way is not going to be easy. Thanks, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. Be good. Take care of yourselves, and don't leave the path. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, they're just saying, "Get out of here." You know, goodbye and go away. Um. And uh, this is this is a this is something that Tolkien does that you know just alluding to the future now began the most dangerous part of all the journey like we've been through some crazy stuff and he's letting us know this next part is the most dangerous like we haven't yes. even yes. we haven't even yeah so they they fill up their water right um at the last like clean clean spring I guess they they've already done that but they're just shouldering all their packs. And they plunge right into the forest and and yeah. start this most treacherous part without their wizard man, yeah. without well, the one who could help the most, right? <laughs> Who's helped them out of every jam they've been in so far, except for Bilbo. You know, Bilbo has has helped to some extent, but ultimately, it's always been Gandalf. Yeah, and this is where yeah. and that and you need that moment, and this is it's a cool structural thing, which is where okay, he has to go, he's lingering, and and he does say, take it all the way back to the beginning of the book when he says that this will be most interesting for me. Um, yeah, he, he's very yeah. interested in seeing it through, and because he sets it up and he organizes it, he's the orchestrator of it, and then he's got to leave it, he's got to leave it to be, uh, and leave it to do its own thing, and that's tough because there's a high risk that they may not make it. So, yeah. Hey, dude. Um, if a uh, if a goblin played an instrument, what would it be? Uh, are you being serious here? It'd be a stringed instrument because he'd have to be an orchestra. Oh wow! Yeah, did you make that up? Because you made Just that up off the you? spot. Off you the made spot. that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Rebecca Rodney would, spot. would say to you. She in defensive string instruments, she would right. say there are also horn, there are also brass and woodwinds, and uh, percussion in the orchestra. Okay, okay. well, sh- but that was really good though. She didn't play in my orchestra. Okay, that was that was pretty. Good. Or your she, orchestra. Can you imagine if 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 Rebecca played with us in orchestra, she would be like first, first of all, chair. She, she, well, yeah, she'd be first chair. She would never. She'd be out there on the front line saying, guys. You have no idea. These guys were such rascals in orchestra and don't trust a word they're saying right now. You know what, though? I also this think all she would, scripted. I all think scripted. back in the day, she would have been like, you know what? That last chair viola and that out in the hallway cello, they're good players. All right. Yeah. So I don't care what any of you say or you or right. you. I'm sticking up for them. Right. That's Brodo Swaggins and Gandy the Mandy. Right. But then privately, she says, listen. When there's crap. a when there's a rest when there's a rest I need you to not actually play notes and I'd be like ah oh, God do either of you know how to read music my bad. read what 
music? I bet. Bass clef, I can. I, can. I can't read words. Oh gosh, man! So yeah, bro, that was a, that was a great chapter, man. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I, 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 it is fun. It's an interesting one, and I now I'm sitting here spinning and thinking about the um, the Tom Bombadil connections. Those are cool. Yeah. Those are really yeah. neat, actually. I like that a lot. So, yeah. well, all right. Well, my friend, shall we venture on here? Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's only one way. There's only yeah. one way, and that's forward. We've got the Bywater Post. Um, are you able to find the one? Mm-hmm. Can I'm you pull that up while, right I re- while I read another one? You better um, believe it. Uh, we, we got this one uh, kind of recently, and I, I'm, I'm going to fully confess, I did read this one before, um, but I want to say that I, I wanted to bring it to this episode because I did find it so uh, humbling and inspiring, and I feel like it could probably help a lot of people at this time. Um, it's, it's, I mean, they're all beautiful. This one just really, uh, like it was very touching. So this is from Alex W. Lane and I've been wanting to tell my story for a while now. I finally mustered up the courage to do so. And I want to share something with you both, as well as all the uppers. It isn't necessarily my Tolkien story as much as it is something I'd like to get off my chest. Uh, I have had a small circle of five or six friends who live and breathe Tolkien from junior high school all the way Whoa, just lost it. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. All the way to. Let me start that over. I have a small circle of five or six friends who live and breathe Tolkien from junior high school all the way to now um, as we all enter our 30s. The board games, the video games, the books, the movies. It's a huge part of our lives. Every year we celebrate Bilbo's birthday as well, watching all the extended editions of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films as we stuff ourselves with food and drink. We laugh and enjoy it, just like I'm sure all Tolkien lovers do. Tolkien is so important to all of us and is a huge reason why we even became friends in the first place. So he's got he's incredible fellowship of his own, man. Yeah. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning, although you'd already put out a few episodes, so I came into it a little later. I was an avid listener and did so religiously every two weeks up until March of 2019. Myself, as well as a few others, had even had every intention of coming to LEP2, and then on March 23rd at around 2 a.m., I got a phone call. I honestly couldn't believe what happened, and honestly, it's still hard to comprehend a year later a year and a half later. Uh, one of my close friends, Tyler, had been in an accident and had passed away not long after the emergency services had gotten to the scene. Our fellowship was broken. A whole community was lost, and I couldn't believe that this was really happening. Fellas, I went into a really dark place after this. I started drinking heavily every night just to forget and get out of my head. I stopped taking care of myself and lost sight of my goals. Family, everything just stopped. My girlfriend, we've been together since 2016, and in November of 2018, the best thing in the world came into my life, a beautiful, healthy baby boy, Jensen Alexander. Uh, He gave me purpose. He was my lighthouse guiding me to shore. I have never been more proud and happy in my life. But I stopped being a good father and good partner because I was so messed up internally. I shut everything out and everyone out. I came close to suicide multiple times and lost sight of my faith, questioning why God uh, would do this to me and to us. It was so bad that my girlfriend almost left me. She had everything packed into her vehicle, told me to say goodbye to Jensen. 
I thank God every day for her not actually leaving because I honestly feel if I would have lost her and my son, I wouldn't be writing to you, writing you this now. Uh, I stopped listening, watching, reading, and playing anything Tolkien or Lord of the Rings related. It would immediately remind me of Tyler, so I cut everything off cold turkey, including an unexpected podcast. We had planned on coming to LEP2, and uh, obviously after everything went down, I couldn't bring myself to make it there, unfortunately. But when you released all three parts of LEP2, uh, and I saw them in my feed on Spotify. Something told me uh, it's time. I listened to all three back to back, crying and laughing and wishing I was there. Tyler was only 28. Uh, he was an amazing friend that I'd grown up with, and he was like my little brother. That's why I've always compared our relationship to Pippin and Mary. I know Tyler was somewhat depressed after losing his younger sister in 2016 to another car accident and then losing his father the following year to a heart attack. He was lonely, and I reached out as much as I could, and we still stung, still hung out, but it wasn't like it used to be. Work and my family and newborn took the front seat, which is what happens in life, as most of you know. I'm sharing all of this with you because I want you to know how much this podcast means to me and in a lot of ways saved my life. I'm in a much better place now and have accepted he's gone, although I wish... Uh, he was still here with us. I know God works in mysterious ways, and he knows why Tyler was called home, and I look forward to the day we meet again on those white shores. It's funny that Tyler would always follow me, always has since he was young, since we were young. Now he's gone somewhere that I can't follow. Uh, thank you for all you both do, I'm sure, and I know there's a lot of uppers who agree how much this podcast means to us. I love you both, and I look forward to hopefully being at an event in 2021. Um, and then he's included a, a picture of Tyler below. Uh, thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Wow. So, Alex, we love you too, man. Um, I just I found this story uh, moving. I know it, it's not really – it's like he said, it's not really his Tolkien story, but it's uh, f- something that, that happened within his own – fellowship man to a, a yeah. lifelong friend and a friend who uh he shared a love of tolkien with yeah man um yeah. that is i love you too Alex. I, that the thing is you know like like writing that though is sort of like and and us talking about this here on the podcast um hopefully uh god lane you said it earlier i didn't i didn't quite realize what you were saying but like um if we're able, you know, because we, we try to share our little fellowship, you know, with, with other people and we want uh, either people who don't have a fellowship or you have one yourself to come on along for, for an adventure and for, for a journey and, and, and to get away a little bit. Um, God, that is something else. I mean, it's just, I think, it's hard. I think the, yeah, the, the, the part for me too, man, is, is thinking about, we don't know, like, we don't know what goes on in other people's lives. You know what I mean? Uh, we know to a small extent what happens in each other's lives. We don't, you and I, I mean, we know as much as two friends can know, but there's so many moments in between where it's just us. It's just us. Uh, and like, I, cause it's just interesting. I see little pins in here, like LEP two. Like I remember what I yeah. was doing around that time. You know, I remember who I was around that time. 
and to think and, to, and to, to go back in time and think about things that have already happened in Alex's life and things that were happening in his life and that around that same time that he was experiencing and dealing with this this massive tragedy of losing a friend it it just makes me think like what's going on right now yeah what's going on right now with 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 people who might enjoy the podcast who listen like in and, and Tyler I or not I'm sorry Alex <laughs> uh jeez like your um your friend there is your brother is, is speaking right to me man um but it makes me it inspires me that that inspires me and motivates me to on day because to be honest as there are days where I don't feel like podcasting yeah there are days on on when you come over or or we do zoom and I'm like I just want to sit here and talk to Ez. yeah I just want to have Ez all to myself I want him yeah. to have all of me to himself oh, yeah. and I just want to hang out and I don't oh, yeah, want I to record um yeah. and then I read this and I think every time we can record we need to know that even if it's just for even if it's just for Alex even if it's just for Alex man we got to yeah. keep going we got to keep releasing episodes we got to yep. continue through the books yep. we've we've got to continue being ourselves yep and not changing who we are or how we do things because to even if it's just Alex yeah and to people like Alex it means well, a lot and and even though I can't understand that, I don't understand how I know. how it does. Yeah, that doesn't matter. No, nope. like what matters is, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. The fellowship is well, there. The friendship is there, and that Alex is more than worth it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah L- Lane. So like, if I didn't know that saying good morning to a certain person every single day lifted their spirits up or whatever, but I like. I, you know, it's just something that I do. It's, it's in my nature. It's who I, it's who I am. And I just do it. And that makes them feel good. And they never say anything to me about it, but like sometimes there's good being done or there's things that are happening that you'll never know about. We'll never have somebody send in something or never reach out. Um, and that's okay. We're totally okay. Like that's, that's fine. It, 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 but if it is doing some good and it's just by us being ourselves, that's great. And then, and then also those people then hopefully are, Again, like the positivity spreads and, and you're doing more and fellowship is the key word in, in what he and what he's saying here, which is yeah. is having fellowship with one another and us all experiencing these this life together and, and like moving through it and struggling. It's it's hard. It's not easy. Um, and then sharing that and being open and honest and just being authentic like it. It's you know, I, I think it's what it's about. It's, it's it's a great journey. It's a great adventure. And um like I, 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 it means a lot to me that people write that, that we got mm-hmm. this because mm-hmm. it, it truly does for me anyways, especially after this, I, I, it is just to bed, put it to bed. We're doing it's, it's, it's what we do. We, we love doing it anyways. It's a silly, it's, it's almost like it just, we naturally do it. We, you and I would be doing it anyways. And so yeah. and it, the, the crazy thing is, is that we then just now make more time to kind of do our own thing on the side and keep, keep yeah. you know, Lane and as just, you know, you know, we got to get up to, our, yeah. you know, we got to get up to our shenanigans. Uh, to, we got to get our, we got to get our mustard sauce, uh, you know, uh, bacon just right at the right temperature, and it, to, just to move on, you know. But it does. I don't know how to. I don't know how that even sounds right. I I, I know. So I know people out Getting there our under, mustard under, sauce. Under, understood exactly what I was saying. Easy. 
But like Alex, I'm telling you, this is this is this is the cool the, the cool thing is that it um, you know Lane, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we're gonna since we're gonna be 100 percent honest. I have thought about my friends and my family, and it does. You always every time I leave your house, you say I love you. I love you, and you say it every single time. And I think we need to start saying every single freaking episode to each other and to the people who we don't even know who are out there. It doesn't hurt me at all to tell people that I love them. And we were talking the other day just about misconceptions and misunderstandings that people may have uh, about us or about people or life or whatever. It doesn't hurt me. You know, <laughs> go back to the conversation we had on the way down to Texas, man. Sometimes the the the... The enemy, whoever, whatever that is out there, wants to take us down and wants to make us think. Try to try to change the way we our perception of the things in 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 our mind. It doesn't hurt me at all to tell people I love them and just to say, you know what I mean. I'm bigger and stronger and I'm better than that. And thank God that like my parents, your parents, our friends, our family that we're blessed and we were able to kind of do whatever we can with the time, with the time. That's given to us. And it may be, and as, as my father, who is a minister, tells me all the time that life is like a vapor, that it appears for a little season, and then it soon vanishes away. And that literally, we don't know beyond this this world what we, we don't. It's the, it's the great unknown. It's the adventure. It's, it's life. But while we're here, we do have control over a few things. And we need to make sure that we do the very best and just the very best. We're not going to be perfect. That is actually the whole point of life is making mistakes. In the day and age we live in, people are expecting this level of perfection that is just, it's unreal. And it's like, I want, I, we're teachers. Lane and I teach. We, we are so invested in the youth and people. We want to see them grow and evolve and we're going to grow and evolve with them. And it's just like, man, I, I, want to always remind people of that because even those who, even the best of us who are the furthest along, the most evolved, the most whatever, they've got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't think that, my friend, that we're, that we are far ahead of them. Than I, we're, we're, we're way ahead. We're way more ahead than I realized, uh, which is, yeah. which is crazy, but I, that's, it's, I don't know. Um, yeah. So Alex, I, I just want to say thanks, man, because that, that is, that is something else. And it, um, this, the spirit of, of your friendship and your fellowship lives on and it, and, and, and it will, and it, and it really will. And, uh, we're going to make sure I, I, I look forward to, and I hope that we get to meet you and, and just, absolutely. you know, that that spirit carries over. So, yeah, absolutely. I look forward to the day. Yep. Whoa. All right. Um, so here we go. Here we go. I got, we got, we got, we got one more queued up here one for more? you. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Henry S. Hamill. I love I love throwing in the the the, the middle initial. You know, that's <laughs> just a game changer for me. Not a lot of people do that, Henry. So I like it. Um, hello, Ezra Lane, and all. After spending the last year and change adventuring together, it seems high time to share my Tolkien story. And I'll say that Henry Henry might have shared this with us earlier, and we might have uh, either it got buried or. What have you? But um, yeah. we get this recent, and we want to make sure that we we get it out to you guys. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it seems fair to share my Tolkien story with you and our wonderful fellowship. It has taken far too long for me to put this to paper, for reasons that I believe will become abundantly clear as you read on. I am not going to apologize for the length of this piece. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's what um, I'm talking about. Yeah, we're getting a few lessons across here, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, as, as you have made clear, there is no reason to do so, but it, it, it will be quite long indeed. I will, however, preface my story with this. I do not uh, tell this tale to inspire pity or to evoke an emotional response from those who hear it. I am telling this tale for another reason than to prove a point, a point which I believe to be central to the Lord of the Rings. So without further ado, this is my story. I never read much as a child. Most of my early uh, contact with myths and fairy tales came from movies, television, or, and oral traditions. I grew up in a world I believed to be ripe with queens, princes, knights, dragons, and other fantastical creatures. My father has always been a lover of fantasy and read The Hobbit to me when I was young. So young, in fact, that I had no, recollec no re uh, recollection of this happening. However, I have been informed of this truth, <laughs> and that's something, right? That's probably like that's probably like your 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 kids, you know. Right? You gotta you, you, that age yeah. where dad did that, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's the only logical explanation for my obsession to this day. There it is. It's like ingrained in someone. Yeah. It's it's soaked in there from from the early uh, you know days. Uh, my true introduction to Middle Earth, as for many others, came from the Peter Jackson trilogy. I was only seven when the first film came out and nine during the premiere of Return of the King. I had an immense fear of movie theaters as a child, stemming from seeing The Phantom Menace at, uh, at the impressionable age of four. Now, whether this comes from subject matter of Star Wars Episode One or the sheer uh, grandeur <laughs> of the film in theaters... I will leave up to the listener. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I hope it wasn't Jar Jar. I just hope it wasn't. Yeah. I hope you're right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, therefore, it wasn't until my parents purchased the box set of films that I was able to watch what would become a lifelong obsession. For years, I watched the movies weekly, memorizing lines, songs, and things I knew. All there was to knew was was to know about the fictional world. It wasn't until later when a close friend uh, grew tired of me, quote, uh, throwing shade at Frodo Baggins, that she Ooh. convinced me to read the books. Uh, so it came to pass that I picked up The Hobbit, which had long set on our bookshelf, and I devoured it. Sadly, at this time, I went off to college and other pursuits, uh, whether for good or ill, began to fill my life. I didn't make it past The Hobbit until four long years later. Uh, when my now fiancé and I were planning a post-graduation trip to Europe. While packing, I grabbed the tattered Fellowship of the Ring uh, from the bookshelf, placed it in my bag, and off we went. As we traveled the country, as we traveled from country to country, I read the books as if they were doomed to, doomed to disappear from the world the next day. Now, traveling isn't necessarily, necessarily difficult, but to say it is, uh, is a simple task would be an understatement of the highest order. Many long, weary days were spent lost in strange cities, trying to understand unknown languages, and walking for seemingly endless miles. Um, whenever the days became difficult, I would tell myself that uh, if Sam and Frodo can take the ring to Mordor, I can figure out how to find, uh, find my way without a map or a cell phone. 
In fact, those days filled with mild adversity were what made for such a memorable uh, and and growth-inducing experience. Over the eight-week trip, uh, I read through the entire Lord of the Rings, and my eyes were opened to uh, new layers of a world I thought I already knew. Unbeknownst to me, while I was away, my older brother and only sibling had been suffering greatly from a mental break. A few days after I stepped, uh, stepped foot back in the States, he was arrested and committed to a mental health facility. Wow. This is something that to this day I have been unable to completely process. Uh, the arguably most influential, smartest, and talented person in my life was, in my mind, taken from me. The person I looked up to the very most and uh, an almost godlike figure had been shown to be a mortal man, and I was crushed. Uh, the only way I could think of dealing with this was to escape and venture back to Middle Earth once more. So again, I traveled with Sam and Frodo through despair and hopelessness, through shadow and fire, hmm. through, the, through, through the altering of everything I knew and held dear, and came to the end of the journey far stronger than the man or hobbit who began it. Repeating the now mantra, if Sam and Frodo can do it, so can I. My brother has since been in and out of mental health facilities for the last two and a half years. As I said before, I do not tell the story to inspire pity for me or my brother, but to prove a point. Adversity breeds strength and greatness. You cannot have one without the other. Until that moment and even now, my life has been um, idyllic uh, in the same sense that before the hobbits left the Shire, they lived a privileged, beautiful, and safe life in a world wrought with darkness. It was having to leave the perceived comfort of their old lives and face adversity that made it possible for them to grow and become the strong, wise hobbits that they are at the story's end. This leaving one's comfort zone to face a seemingly hopeless and unknown reality, I believe, is crucial to the story and is embodied in the famous line uh, from Gandalf to Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Life isn't always easy and things rarely end up the way in which we envision them. But it is this aspect of of life that makes it beautiful. It's unexpected, it's difficult, it's lovely, and it's painful. In those moments of pain and despair, we learn to grow uh, and, and, and to love the things in which we hold dear, especially the people and nature that surrounds us. So here ends the beginning of my Tolkien story. <laughs> uh, it is not the true end of my story, for I will forever continue to learn from Tolkien's genius. In the last three years, um, I have made my way th- through the Legendarium twice. Uh, the addition of your podcast to my life in early 2018 has once again shown me a new layer uh, of our world and the Middle Earth, and uh, that I had not experienced before. I am forever grateful for the community you have built around these books, and I look forward to many long years adventuring together with boundless love and respect. Henry S. Hamill. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's been uh, <laughs> and the Bywater Post has been um, wow emotional today, friends. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Henry, for uh, beautifully written. 
Uh, thank you for not apologizing for the length as well, because uh, that is unnecessary. Um, yeah. And also, I, like the one of the things that really stuck out to me is um, that whole process of of reading the Lord of the Rings. Maybe that's why this last time when we when we read it and we we got really to the darkest of dark, we just kind of felt depressed. Yeah. Is that yeah. You feel with these stories in such a way that it, like, really, they really do help you process difficult times. They're therapeutic in a way, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it shows you, yeah, like, if Sam and Frodo can do it, so can I. Right. Right. What would Aragorn do? You know, right. what would Gandalf say? Like, they help you figure out stuff in life. Yep. Or at least yep. be able to cope with them, uh, with, with with stuff that's going on. Um, yeah. Man, oh gosh. Well, uh, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> it's it's as as he said. I mean, and, and so Henry said it, and it's it's this thing where in which, you know, um, adversity. I mean, even even Alex and his fellowship, the the adversity that you're faced there with yeah. with um, yeah. life Very and similar. death, right? Very you know, yeah. Stories and and yeah. how how do you, how do you move beyond that? Yeah, how do you go back into the stories? Um, yeah. like now those hold so much more emotion and, 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 yeah. and there's so much more going on there for Alex as he goes back into those, yeah, to a but it's life point. once yeah. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then is that, that's an adversity that one would overcome. It's a different type. And so yeah. it's just interesting that these, these stories can become a tool where in which you, uh, y- you learn and you grow and you face adversities with your characters. You can take that model it with your life and, I don't know. I it's. Um, I think he's. I think Henry. I think you're totally right. I, there's times where I think to myself, like I know that uh, right now uh, the, where I am, like you, th- you talk about things that you could do in life and adversities that you might face. Lord, there are so many that each and every one of us face a different type of adversity, or we have different obstacles laid in front of us, and um, that's why we need each other. That's why you need a fellowship. That's why you do help each other overcome those things because they are all different and we all bring different perspectives and different walks of life. And um, it's important to communicate with one another and to fellowship with one another. I keep saying it, but it's, it's the truth. Yeah. So, and how our stories can help. Yeah. I, I, it's, um, it, it is wild because, you know, there's often, often like what we've heard in um, Tolkien stories is like a hesitant, tendency to share because there's that fear that like my experience is either going to be not meaningful enough or too meaningful or too personal or too emotional or not emotional enough and that's that that there's that fear of people not being able to relate or thinking it's silly or thinking it's too serious whatever and and it almost like almost always seems to delay people in sharing, but the beautiful thing is once they once they do share, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that delay. I think that's for that's no. natural, right? Um, once they do share, I think it probably does something for them. I think there's probably something cathartic for them. Um, if nothing else, it affects the two of us. That's the yeah, dude. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you're darn right. Uh, there's a reason. This is what we end with as well, because this is the cherry. Like this is the tippy top, in the words of Ez. Like this is the whole point of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. The whole point of what we're what we're doing in this podcast is you and me connecting, reconnecting our friendship. Yep. You know, something that had been lost that that was found again. 
Yep. Um, so it, it all revolves around fellowship and getting yep. to know people who, who listen and enjoy, enjoy the subject of Tolkien, but even more so just enjoy the fellowship aspect. So the sharing yeah. of that does something for us. And then it affects all countless thousands, thousands, tens of thousands of people who listen yeah. to the episode and hear that yeah. story are positively affected by it as well. So, yeah, and then it, I I would think anyway, anyone who's on the fence about sharing theirs, it only gives them courage and emboldens them to want to reach out and send theirs. I mean, evidence is our mailbox. It's, it's overflowing. We have so many Tolkien stories that like it'll be years before we're caught. We'll, we'll never be caught up. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll have, no. We'll, we'll yeah, end the podcast yeah. before we're caught up, like kind of yeah. a deal. We'll have to. Our last episode will have to be a bunch of just Tolkien stories oh, yeah. that we never yeah. got to. Put them out there, but for uh, the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, but um, yeah. I want to say, you know, like I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll let me. I'll you guys will say this. Sometimes we talk. Yeah. I talk. I feel like I talk too long or or, or whatever. But I um, you never talk too long. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't. Well, uh, it, it, this is kind of a crazy thing. Sometimes I meditate about life and I think about it. I sit over there on my step or I get my car and I drive, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, or I yes. go to certain places. I can over. always tell because I, I switch over to the, uh, there's a yeah. little bit of a, <laughs> a, a a break in the conversation Bluetooth. and then I, I can Shat- tell that I'm I'm in a speaker. Yeah, yeah. Shadowfax is kind of, you know, mo- you know reorganizing. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, like I think about life, and it's like really life is this is is this great big story that is full of all these all of all of, it's made up of all of our stories, right? It's it's yeah. whatever people have said it before, but it's true. It's it's like it's so it's so wild. And what's magical about this moment and this time is that everyone, all of us, right now, shared that moment or shared a portion yeah. of it yeah. together. That is the crazy. crazy. That is the craziest part. Like it doesn't matter. You know, think of the biggest celebrity you want to think of or, or writer or whoever or friend or that person you pass that you literally have no, you've never seen them in your life, a complete stranger, and they they might just be no one to you, but there's someone that walks and lives yeah. in our world and shares it with us. And I think about that and I go, that is magical. That is actually is. a magical, crazy thing yeah. that we live in the same world and share yeah. it together. And it's shared a shared story. Yeah, shared, shared story. story. It's a shared it's story. It's what's crazy. Yeah, so crazy. So crazy. And how when we learn about other stories, I think it only makes ours better. I think it only, uh, whether we fully realize it or not, or whether we process it or how we process it, but it uh, helps us view our story in a more uh, like intentional, important way. I think it, it helps us take our story more seriously because we see all the different things that happens. In, in in all these different people's lives and yeah knowing that like hey anything that we've heard could happen to us uh, that's what i literally any, i mean like yeah i, I thought that heard, earlier yeah thought that and, and and vice versa like anything that's happened to us could happen to someone else and it's just this idea that anything goes and i think ultimately what that does is it helps us appreciate every moment that we're given every moment that isn't um filled with adversity and even the ones that are like it's that is true like um i was just re-listening to our episode with our last year's anniversary episode where we talked to jeremy strayer <laughs> and we talked to dad yeah. my dad yeah. and dude it was yeah. wild he, he was um he, uh, we were talking about their friendship and you had said you know that that um what my dad and Jeremy have is, is what you hope for us to have someday, you know, that just continued yeah. friendship that just builds. And, and dad said, be careful what you wish for, because, you know, real friendship is, is big. Did say that. 
He did say that. Is forged in fire, is fire. what he said. And he was he did breaking. Say that. He was breaking in oh. tears. And I actually, as and I know, it's, I know that you're you're processing things as well. But like, I can put my I can put my finger on like multiple incidents this past year. Yeah. And it felt strange. I was like, was that prophecy for like what was going to wow. happen in the in the past year? But you and I have faced like, you know, not, you know, I don't know. It's all relative. But like for us, it was pretty oh, it was significant. It was significant. It was significant. It was. It, it was more of a mental thing than anything, but fire. Yeah. And it's only made us better friends. But yeah. and because and it, it was <laughs> it was Jeremy who came in. He's like, as dad didn't have any words. He was crying. Right. And it's yeah. broken. And Jeremy's like, it hurts. It hurts. It's not fun. Like when you're going through adversity, it's not a fun thing. Like afterwards, it's great because you're stronger. You're more capable. You're able to handle more things than you were prior. But like during it, it hurts. Yeah. And so like, um, uh, I, I think of this is this is crazy, but I think of um I I know I'm rambling, man, but it's just this oh, is a good. is a good one. Maybe someone will hear this and will Robert Downey Jr. got an award like some years ago for some kind of it was some sort of acting achievement, and he wanted Mel Gibson to present the award to him. Well, at the time and since Mel Gibson is a very controversial figure, he said a lot of things that he probably wishes he could get back. His family kind of fell apart. Um, but when you and I were kids, he was like yeah. sexiest man alive, winning Oscars, yeah. directing Braveheart. He was right. the man. Right. Um, and when we were kids, Robert Downey Jr. was not the man. That's right. He had a drug problem and he, he couldn't get acting jobs. And yep. so, uh, he said, um, He's he's accepting this award, and a lot of people were confused. They're like, why did you have Mel Gibson give you this? And he said, you know, when I was addicted to Coke, and I was going through rehab, and I couldn't get any acting jobs, uh, Mel Gibson gave me work and hired me and saw me as a valuable person. And he told me something um, that... Uh, something about you hug the cactus. You can decide to hug the cactus and embrace uh, difficult times. And if you hug the cactus long enough, um, you come out the other side a better person. And I'm paraphrasing. You can go actually yeah. look up the speech on YouTube. It's beautiful. And he said, and what you do someday is you you help someone along the way hug the cactus. Like you pass it along. And he said, you know, Mel did that for me then. I bet he never thought that I'd be doing it for him mm-hmm. here tonight. <laughs> yeah. But it was just this amazing moment where they, like you saw how uh, he was helped greatly. And then right. he, and like by him having, uh, you know, by telling this story, by telling the story and by having Mel present this to him, that he was showing that like your mistakes don't define you. Your yeah. difficult times don't define you. Not even necessarily how you respond to your difficult times. They don't always define you. Yeah. It's like being a human being is a process, and it and it's filled with ups and downs. And the judgment should be left for others than us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, just wild. 
Yeah. Absolutely wild. It is a race we run with patience, Dang, my friend. Yeah, man. With patience, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wars and fire. Wow. I thought about that. I was blown away. I was like, oh, that my is gosh, crazy. That's I creepy, totally, actually. I can remember yeah. verbatim your dad saying that. And me sitting yeah. there thinking, like, wow. <laughs> it's like, wow. wow. We that's must a man listening. But I knew yeah. that's a man who they had yeah. he lived it. They had lived yep. it. And they, it was real. So, um, yeah, it, it, we're out of time anyway, but I don't have any riddles ready. I, um, oh, no, we're good. Yeah, that, yeah, we're fine. So if uh, we spent time on riddles, we'd be at four hours, I think. Can so, you imagine? Uh, I can't even think. What uh how, how can people share the load as? Yeah, hey friends. Um absolutely. So so again, you can always follow the social media. There is actually a really funny um I'm having a great time with uh, with the post. Lords of Song. Lords of Song uh it's so good. It is so good. And it's just it's unfinished, untitled, semi titled, uh quasi titled uh projects and i just love it and i literally listen to it at work sometimes and it's great so that's at up talking tolkien you can go find that on instagram it's there it's a gem it's a hidden gem and it's right there it's the most recent post uh as of december 19th uh on instagram so go check that out uh again over on patreon we got some cool stuff we just sent out the gift uh packages we got a zoom hangout coming up uh soon here in december and we're trying to do one of those a month and just hang out with some of our patrons. Have a good time. It's really, it is really neat and nice to put a face uh, to a name, hear those voices. Um, uh, you know, it's just great. It's it's really yeah. cool. Been a, been a fun time. So, yeah. but yeah, you guys can do that. Uh, again, always send in your your um, your 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 stories. That's always great. Another way that to help out the podcast is to do that. And honestly, we haven't mentioned it in a long time, but um, as we get closer to the show and and things, if you if you honestly if you are enjoying the podcast, and I always say this as kind of a joke. If you're still listening at this point, you either you either hate us or, or you love us. Or you're asleep. Or you're asleep and you left it on. <laughs> but, uh, or you used it to get to sleep. I mean, that's fine, One too. of the two. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but don't forget, you can leave us a review on iTunes. It does help out the podcast, and that is a great yeah, way definitely. to share the load. An easy way. Yeah. Yeah, and some of those have been coming in recently, and they're they're all like very, very kind. So much we appreciate it. Thank we you really do. Much. Um, yep. And even the nasty ones are very funny. So we pre- yeah. we actually get a kick out of those. Um, <laughs> uh, we It's time for Fortnite Farewells, yes, formerly uh, Weekly Well Wishes. Yep. I haven't said that for a while. Uh, we want to wish a, a happy early, early happy birthday to the flannel wizard. Brah, it's not getting by me. Happy birthday to wow. you. Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday to you. Wow. Sing it, son. Happy birthday. <laughs> you. Happy birthday, uh, brother. Uh, uh, thanks, man. Just a thanks. few days from now, if you want to send the flannel wizard some love, December 22nd is his yeah. birthday. Blow up that inbox. Yeah. Send him some DMs, preferably with your shirts on. Yeah, and uh, wish him a happy birthday. Uh, Comment the year of on Christ, my, the year of Christ, bro. Thirty three, the, the year of Christ. Uh, uh, tell me that the that the salt and pepper is looking okay in the old hair here too. I think it's looking well, not too bad. So. You got to become the gray wizard somehow. Well, you know, you know yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I've been traveling gray hair for a while. gray hair. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but happy yeah. birthday, my man. Uh, Thanks, buddy. I love you, dude, and love you, I love getting to yeah. do this with you. It's it's an honor. If we never did it again, uh, yeah. it'd be okay too. It'd be sad, but um, yeah, we've been talking about this lately. Like, just thinking about we've already done so much, and that's always there. 
It is. It's always there. What we've done, your Tolkien stories, it's all there, and it will always be there. So it's the, true. The, I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um, we want to thank you for having us stay with us, uh, though queer and frightful at times. Uh, in a fort time, we'll try... I can't read. Uh, we'll not to. try not to stray from the path in Chapter 8, Flies and Spiders. There we go. I'm scared of both of those things, actually. So flies are gross. Spiders. Uh, are I just bugs in general. You know, it's yeah. You don't like know. flies. You're freaked out by flies. I if you ever notice, I get really just put off. Like one, you do, one, dude. one's Distracted. like I, I. Do you remember we? It was like further up, and there was one. In the, there was one in your living, yeah. your your dining room, and I was like, I can't focus. You couldn't. Focus. I was gone. I was done. I I couldn't do. I couldn't do. They thing. are. Get, they are strange. They get weird. really. I get really concerned about them. They're so dirty. yeah. So yeah. That that. That will be that will be coming up for sure. Concerning flies, <laughs> concerning flies, a new podcast coming your way. So, uh, and if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write that review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. Uh, we'll see you in a fortnight. And remember, actually, this uh, this sign off is uh, a little shout out to Bill Joe Baggins. Peace, love, and second breakfast. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.